everybody. Welcome to your aunties could never. This Yay. is episode 65. I'm Auntie AK and I'm, I'm here with Sarah. <laughs> she paused. I was frozen. <laughs> I'm Auntie AK and I'm here with <laughs> Auntie Farah, Auntie Nana and Auntie Shade. And we are your aunties could never. And this is a difference today. We are aunties could never wearing our damn bonnets. Because you know what? We can rock a bonnet and still look fresh, funky and fly. Thank you very much. Ain't no one telling us about our bonnets yet. Bonnet chic. (laughs) I think it kind of goes. I think it kind of goes. For real. And and I have pride. Do you have pride in yourself, ladies? And we're proud. I do, I do. Yeah. I will not be defined by my bonnet. Do you know what I'm saying? Thank you. Not at all. So we encourage anyone who's at home, fling your bonnet on in support. Wear your bonnets, loves. Today's a whole bonnet day. Okay. Who we, um, I know, Auntie Farah, handing over to you. Hold on, sorry. Something's going really weird. Okay. I'm on yourselves for a second. (laughs) How is is everybody this fine, fine summer's week? This has been excellent weather, isn't it? Excellent, excellent, weather. excellent weather. I can't, yeah. I cannot complain about the weather. I heard someone say it was too hot, and I was like, "Listen, don't." Uh, it's not even too hot yet because I'm the first to say when it's too hot. And um, as a, a melanin barometer, we're not at too hot yet. This is not too hot. <laughs> this is as a, as queen, queen of the sun warriors, there is never ever a moment when it's too hot. No, you're kind of right. in the camp of like um, scorcher. Devil zone type hot yeah. is your barometer. I, I, I'm more moderate, considerate. Like, we're not too hot yet. Like, I'll still have my heating on in the morning because it's cold. You know, like when you first get up. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just to not, give it a blast of. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not too I mean, no. I mean, I still sleep with two duvets regardless of the heat. Oh As I said, devil scorching. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's the weight. It's the weight for me. I like the weight. Like a baby. So you would like a man to sleep on top of you. Wait, what? Get a weighted blanket. I actually want to try one of those and see if they really, because I hate the word blanket. Blanket for me never works because blankets don't snug like a duvet. So when everyone says blanket, I'm like, this. how can it work? But I do want to try a weighted blanket to see if it really does the job. Whatever the case is, I need my two duvets. It's way too hot, man. No, it's snug as a buck in a rig. Mm-hmm. If you anyway, really well. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so this week, for in this week's version of Would You Rather, we take it a little bit dirty because we've got our bonnets <laughs> on, so we're gonna get a little bit dirty with our house stuff. Okay, right. So, would you rather whip or be whipped? In the oh, bedroom, obviously. Whip, whip. I mean, pass. <laughs> you have to pick one. Oh. Ouch! Ouch! Uh, this is it. It's yours. Um, uh, um there's so much connotation. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's all consenting, okay? No, I understand oh, that. This isn't that hard. Just pick. Well, I mean, you like, want a whip or be I whipped. would rather whip. Whipped. 
Which one? Yeah, I would rather whip someone. Because <laughs> you know what? My judgment level is like, why are you getting excited? Because I'm hitting you for... <laughs> Also, I don't want you to hurt me. Um, it's not like whip, like you're getting licks. It's just a little. That does not sound like a little lick. It's like no. <laughs> if it's a, then I'll be whipped. <laughs> I don't like the word whip. I think it's got too much historical connotations for me. I can't take it. Okay, fine. Next, would you rather have your hair pulled or your back scratched? Uh, uh, it depends on the hairstyle because if you fling off any of my tracks or rows or extensions, you're no. problem. Um, the back scratch, just leave my hair alone. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's delicate as it is. <laughs> I don't need to lose any more hair, so <laughs> let's just stick with scratch my back. Hair scrunched rather no. than hair scrunched. Can, can we? Okay. What are you saying, Auntie Shade? I said hair. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hair. Because why are you scratching my back? Like, how <laughs> deep are you? How deeply are you scratching me? Hair. Oh, a, little, a little, you know, little tug. Oh, God, Would you rather have unbelievable sex that lasts 10 minutes or average sex that lasts an hour? Come on now. That's easy. Unbelievable sex that lasts 10 minutes. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I can't handle an hour. I'm too old for that shit these days. Come on now. And it, I mean, if it's an average for an hour, you're just, it's like, so is it just both of going like this? Something's going to hurt after an hour. Even if it's, it's, what's the point? If it's average, I'm watching the TV and doing all sorts of things, and then I'm not into it. And then if I'm not into it, then there's things not happening, and then it's going to hurt and be painful. I wonder who would say average for an hour. Like, who would actually answer? Never really had good sex. That's who. There's people out there that they don't know what unbelievable sex is. It's it's average every day. I feel sorry for them. I suppose those people who who have very body draining orgasms might not want unbelievable sex for 10 minutes it might be too much i don't know i'm like considered there but <laughs> now if, if you could have multiple the best orgasm all the time guaranteed who's not going to take that why wouldn't you take yeah. that it's true take that take that <laughs> thank you very much auntie Farah, for being very naughty now it's also your turn to well who welcomes in, who, who are we welcoming to the family not somebody that gives us good sex for three minutes so it is only right given what day it is today that we welcome the oh one the only the yeezy oh kanye west Kanye West, it's your birthday. Kanye West, it's your birthday. Kanye West, yes, Auntie Shade. Kanye West. In the look, 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 look. The family. What's he done, though? What's he done? Kanye West. West, it's his birthday. So I'm welcoming <laughs> Kanye West to the family, sit next to Drake. You know the bar is below. It's your birthday. Go, Kanye. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. So I'm welcoming Kanye West. Welcome, my brother, my Gemini twin. <laughs> Welcome. Can we get the comments before we go into? Welcome, Uncle Kanye. Uh, welcome, Uncle Kanye. This 
welcome for for your first two out al- three albums welcome for your contribution to music welcome for your contribution to let's go so are we discussing this again is this i'm trying to find a way to just get into it just welcome him and we just move on to the next welcome right. uncle kanye to the family no. uncle i said welcome for i'm just trying to talk about his quality of albums I, I, said, I went like this okay let's get the comments <laughs> Let's get the comments. Me? Whose turn is it? Is it my turn? You done it last time. Is it me? I think I did it last time. Okay, cool. Um, so we've got a couple of hellos from people. Hi, Jeff. Um, Jeff is asking, how hard can the hair be pulled? Nicola is saying, aunties, you're too much. I'm tagging Monique to this. Tag her. <laughs> Tag her. <laughs> Um, Victoria says, if it's 10 minutes, then it's unbelievable. <laughs> totally agree. Monica says, 10 minutes, then rest, then another 10 minutes, then rest, then another 10 minutes. You see where I'm going with this. Um, and Jeff says, five minutes is better. We can both go about our business and go back to our real partner. <laughs> 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 <Hi, Jeff. laughs> We're going to have words with you, mate. <laughs> Um, I want to go back to yes. We're going to tag Monique. Tag Monique. Make her see us in our bonnet live. Yes, bonnet chic on the runways. I bet you London Fashion Week, either end of the year, autumn, summer, spring, summer, whatever. They're going to have this in it incorporated into their runways. Betcha, betcha, betcha. Okay, aunties, what have you heard? This is where we pick up a news story from the past week or today, and we discuss it in depth. Auntie Shade, you're up. Right, so in what seems like a plot twist from a HBO series, last week, Nigeria, <laughs> Nigerian, the Nigerian government basically announced that it has banned Twitter. So here in the UK, and probably in the US, and most of the Western world, actually most of the world, we can't really fathom that to ban Twitter. It just seems so wild. But yes, Nigeria has done this, um, and Twitter is currently banned. People... All companies who continue to use the app could be prosecuted. So this seems to have started when the current president, Buhari, had one of his tweets um, taken down by Twitter. The tweet said, many of those misbehaving today are too young to be aware of the destruction and loss of lives that occurred during the Bafra war. Those... um, Those of us in the field for 30 months who went to war will treat them in the language they understand. Now, this is widely um, believed to be referencing his role as a brigade brigade, uh, major during the Briafra war, which squashed attempts mainly by Ibo people in the southeast of Nigeria to create an independent nation of Biafra. Now, the Nigerian government is saying that the ban isn't due to this, um, that it's due to there being an increasing um, amount of fake news and also false information being circulated. So uh, the US, the EU, Britain and Canada all jumped into the chat and they've basically, you know, caught issue with this and they're saying that um, they're condemning the move um, that the Nigerian government have made. And um, according to the NOI polls, there's about 39 million people in Nigeria who use Twitter or who have a Twitter account. Um, 
And some of them have taken to downloading VPNs to bypass the ban. But if they, you know, get caught, then they will first uh, face a prosecution as well. So I just wanted to know what are your thoughts on this? Should countries like Nigeria be left to do what they want to do and not have interference from the West? Do you think that this is limiting freedom of expression, um, albeit that Twitter is actually a private company? Um, so just give, taking into consideration that. And also, does this, like, basically put you off from, like, going back, like, say, going back home to your respective homes if, you know, governments can behave like this? Is it kind of better the devil you know? That's my question. Sorry? You're mute. Sorry, I couldn't find the button. <laughs> um, ooh, okay. It feels like it's been banned because they weren't allowing him to say what he wanted to say. That's what it feels like to me. Um, it's difficult because, like you said, Auntie Sade, Twitter is a private platform, which is why they can do things like ban Donald Trump if they don't like what he says or ban Katie Hopkins if they don't like what they say or they find it, you know, um, ins insightful of race, hate or, or, you know, violence or anything like that. So it, it's difficult because he's banning a company. It's not like he's banning the news, but oh, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. It's, it's, um, Twitter, Twitter went out and they made a statement, didn't they? They about how they felt about it. I'm sure I saw something somewhere where they made a statement saying that they, you know, it's re regrettable what they've done and yeah. that they want it to be changed. Um, I just don't know how you police social media if you're in a free country. It's it goes down. It's, it gets a bit like how China don't allow don't allow certain things. Are we going down that route? It's I don't know. It's very difficult. It's very difficult because at the same time, I hate when the West tell other countries how to run their countries. So I'm I'm on the edge a bit. I'm not sure. I'm on the fence a bit. I'm not sure how I feel, really. Auntie Nana. You know what? Um, I, I, uh, it felt a bit Trump-like. Like I remember when Trump was threatening to do similar um, with Twitter as well. And so the move as it would for me, it kind of made me laugh. Um, but generally when governments kind of like show show themselves to be like the asses that they are, it does make me laugh. So I was I was more like for Nigerian people, this is who you've selected. Like, you know, if, if you believe in governments, next time choose more wisely. Um, but I do feel... This is what happens when you have a government ruling over you. They will take away your freedom. So uh, it's, not, it's not surprising. The more people who are ruling do things to show their ass and people discuss it, the happier I become, really, because I want more people to know accepting other folk to rule over you is folly. And we've been in, indoctrinated into this way of life where we think that we need to be governed by other humans if they're even humans and I really believe that this isn't so so you know more showing your ass it's all good but if I was Nigerian I would have my VPN and I would be probably 
taking my rights back and going back on Twitter if I if I thought I needed to to be tweeting. Does anybody really need to tweet? Really, is the main part. I think overall, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not Twitter. Like, no, I don't use Twitter. So if it was Instagram, I might be a bit more like, what the hell? But that's because I kind of understand it more. It, it could be that, yeah. No, I, I found this kind of amusing. I wasn't in outrage like people were, like, really, like, this is a dictatorship. It's like, yeah, whatever. But, um, you know, c'est la vie, as they say. Um, uh, obviously, as a very heavy Twitter user, I'd be mad if I was in Nigeria right now and it was a thing where I can't use Twitter because for what? Um I, it's interesting, okay, I am more in, annoyed, I'm irritated by the West coming in to get involved, what's your business, it's none of your business, it's, it's not um, a humanitarian crisis, it's a, a private business that's been banned from a country um, that has many other outlets, Instagram's still there, the internet's still there, and all that type of stuff, it does then start to lead us down that road where, when the government can, because I think actually, I think I read that they were talking about ways to turn off the internet when things start getting out of hand so what's the um it's so mad that you think that someone would just go click and the internet's down which is for real it can happen um so that's where once you allow this and don't protest this then it's other things that is a knock-on effect and starts to become easier and easier to implement things like that um so it's not good it's not good even if it's just seemingly silly it's not good that a government can do that and um, um take away people's rights to use a, a company that's you know, it's just a private company. It's got nothing to do with anybody. Let me use it. Um, I, yeah, I don't like the intervention from other countries because it's none of your business. It, uh, the fake news angle, I think the whole world needs a real cleanup when it comes to fake news anyway. Um, so if it was that, if that was the innocent, real talk of what Buhari is saying, then I would be like, yeah, I get that because you want to protect your people from the nonsense. However, you're not shutting off all the other outlets of fake news. So, you know, if it, when talk about banning Fox, how about banning Fox being streamed to um, West Africa and all that type of stuff? Then I might be like, okay, you really are trying to um, ban fake news and stuff like that. So it just seems, it does seem self-serving. It doesn't seem like it's fully the complete picture. Um, and also the, the, when you stem something like that, then it's like, then you're feeding in propaganda. Cause then, you're, then that means you're only going to let your people hear what you want them to hear. And if you're, I don't know a hundred percent Buhari's politics, whether he's well-liked or not. Um, uh, and so, and you know, if he wants to control the narrative, this is an easy way to do it. That's not cool either. Especially if he's, if he's anything like Trump or anything else, like that type of person. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's not great. Um, I would definitely find, alternative measures i wouldn't stop tweeting at all uh yeah but i just think west mind your business unless someone asks you to help yeah i kind of agree i think it is it is it on the surface it does if you're coming from a freedom of speech kind of angle it does look like pretty straightforward but when you think about it it's just like okay you've come into my house and then you've basically abused me and you want, and you still want to be in my house? It's like no, it's <laughs> just like no, you're not going to do that. And although that what he's saying is very, you know, if it's due to that, that tweet in itself, even if it's he hasn't made the decision based on that, is very problematic to a very, you know, to many many people across Nigeria. It's, it's problematic, and you, you know, you don't, you don't want, um, you, you don't want to give a platform to that. So I understand that, but. Um, Twitter is coming from 
US policies and US viewpoints of US like, you know, morals or, or whatever it is kind of thing, trying to enforce them in a country that they don't own, they don't govern at the end of the day. So it's just like, well, how can you tell them what to do? Like Twitter, Twitter's policies is not above the governance of the countries. It's just not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And they might want to be. And I think it's um, silence in a president is that's it's, it's a very, you know, it's a huge thing to do. So when it happened with Trump, you know, there were warnings and like it took time and he said so many problematic things before it actually happened. I don't know in this case, like how long did it take? Do you know what I mean? Because if this is just like a knee jerk reaction to one, you know, to this tweet or, you know, the first time this has happened, not saying that there's an excuse for it, but it's just like, it seems quick. It seems it seems to be very quick. And that didn't happen with Trump. He was allowed to say a hell of a lot before people stepped in um, and changed something. And that's in their country. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like you can't come with like an iron hand in someone else's country. You don't really have the power to do that. But for the Nigerian people, that's who I feel kind of like, you know, concerned for because it is a platform that does, you know, that's helped like many kind of campaigns and get international news out there, like Bring Back Our Girls in 2014 and uh, with what happened with Boko Haram. And also like last year with like this NSARS kind of thing, Twitter was instrumental in terms of like, you know, getting the word out there to, to us in the diaspora, do you know what I mean? And sometimes as well, maybe that like, I don't use Twitter as much, but I'm very much aware that some the news usually breaks there first and then trickles down to the other social media platforms that we may use more regularly. So I do think it's important Um but I don't, you know, I think that we're we're going to see more of this, you know, kind of state-controlled um, social media uh, platforms come into uh, come into place, really, because it is, uh, you know, it does have the power to change things. You know, it has people talking and stuff. So I think it's yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, but complex. So I don't really have <laughs> even all of that. I don't really have a a, a direct position really on this i just think it's really complex yeah. i think we're also twitter's coming from a business perspective do you did i say this do they, do they care because you, you've got how many billions did you say of users twitter users oh, 30, 39 million, 39 million. it would because any kind of tech company what any company at the moment the growth area is africa do you know what exactly. i mean so it will affect it will yeah it's like nigeria is probably the biggest market in africa so right. it will affect things for sure if that's their growth area exactly and that my point is like not, like you saying it was quick it was like you, I, and you know that how much do you know about do you actually care about the, the bafra award do you does the twitter ceo and the regulator do they care about the history of african politics and mm. stuff like that do they even know about all the all the different tribes and all the different inter intertribal wars and conflicts and histories. Do you really know everything to say you're coming in to step in and ban that particular tweet to trigger off whatever Bahari is doing? You're, 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 you're coming in with your heavy hand, which I don't believe that you know. I believe it's more a business thing. It's more that, yeah, as you, you're going to be losing a whole nation of followers, potentially, and your business pockets hit. So I don't think that's care. Is there care? But it's fair that, like, the tweet is problematic. Mm. So... 
it's fair for the platform to be like, we are deleting this tweet. I expect social media platforms to actually do that. And then on the flip side of that, it's fair for the Nigerian president to be like, and then I'm banning you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, 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 these things are all fair. The thing that is unfair is as the people, because we the people are more, mm. to allow these plays to take place without putting your government in check. And these are the things, your government is supposed to be there for you. It's not the other way around. And that's where we've all got it like we've all construed this power struggle it's actually they are supposed to be there in support of your livelihoods not the other way around so really that's for the people of Nigeria to be like we're not having this you cannot take away our communication facilities it's not really really in my mind between Twitter and the government it's for the people that this is affected to actually stand up and be like this is not how we want to be governed and then you do the steps that are necessary to change how you're being governed. But I do, I think there's two levels. I think you're definitely right about the people, but then also it's the, peop- it's the West getting involved in certain things and will they force their, like, Buhari's hand and getting involved in governments with, and things like that, forcing his hand to do certain things. This is, like I said, it's a very fair exchange and Twitter is not the be-all and end-all. Like we said, it's not important. When Trump was banned, it's not necessarily... You don't have to use Twitter. You don't have yeah. to, like you said, you don't have to tweet. There are other public platforms, other mediums. It, but it's a twofold thing. Yes, the people can sort, you sort that out and see how you, how you treat your government. But also Western people don't get involved in a country that you don't care about unless it matters to you. That's the part where it's a little bit slippery. But do, do you think, and that, I guess that's my, like my third question, like, do, do you things like this like stop you as a, you know, kind of like yeah. in your heritage somewhere else, like stop you? thinking about going or that plan to go back home and live there by land. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it, does this affect you? It does that, this, does this affect that in, in any ways? Because to me, it's, it was like a reminder okay, again of like, mm, why I don't live there? Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, because I'm, <laughs> I'm so used to You're not wrong. My freedoms. Do you know what I mean? To be, to go to a system like that. But then also I was thinking, am I being very like Western minded because mm-hmm. I could easily move to the States quite comfortably I would believe but you know they have the death penalty which in some states which I don't believe in so why am I okay with that but not okay with do you know what I mean the other Mm. versions Mm. of oppression really yeah you're not wrong Mm. but I think um back to what auntie Nana was saying about the people for me that's what the the big deal is here because there's reports that if you're caught using twitter you could be arrested that's not okay yeah you know, that's that's not OK. And does that work if you're a visitor? Because Nigeria, you know, they're, they're booming in terms of how many people are going there now. Does that work if you're a visitor, you're going there for business and you're using Twitter? Has he told Burner Boy and those man them that they can't use Twitter? Are they allowed to use Twitter? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, who's... If they're citizen, I guess not. But what if you've got dual nationality? That's what I'm saying. Like, think, think people that have got dual nationality, If how does that work for all the, the people that aren't Nigerian born and live in Nigeria or work in Nigeria, but are, you know, how does that work? It's those are the, the questions you need to ask. But I think you're right when you say that often things pop up in our homelands where we're like, that's why I don't live there. But then equally we're here and there's some bullshit here. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've taken I think for me, if I was to say I'm going back, the we have the safety net of having our Western home. So there's that back and forth thing. 
because I, but I think we go armed with the knowledge that things aren't the same. But I, we do have the safety net of having a place in in the UK or wherever yeah. you're from, that's on the Western land, and that's the safety net to actually uproot and totally go back. And knowing that I didn't have a safety net, maybe that would been, then make me consider the, all the restrictions that would come into play. But and and I, I can't speak. I've never lived in another country anywhere, and I've not stayed in Ghana long enough to even feel like. Ah, actually, certain things I'm missing and stuff like that. I know people who have, who my cousins are climatized. She comes back every summer, but she can live in Ghana and she's not, you know, she's got all her, you know, she's fine. I mean, we all know people have gone back and they're fine. And others are like, no, man, can't do it. I need to come back every so often just to re-westernize myself or something. So it's about the safety net and how you feel, I think. Let's get the comments. Okay. <laughs> Um, so Nicola says, if they can ban Facebook in China, Nigeria can do what they want. Twitter is a private company. Um, they don't want their product. And also goes on to say there's always a workaround. Um, Victoria says, okay, spare a moment for African politicians raised in a toxic patriarchy and a world where children have no opinion. The reality is the average West African leader today used, used to be a military ruler. So that small boy Jack deleting his tweet will not go down well to an African uncle. In a very Nigerian way, I'm most almost certain that Bahari said what I will show them and he did show out. Sorry, but I have to see the funny side. Democracy in the West, in the Western sense, will always struggle with our uncles and aunties. True, very true. Um, and Akoya says one of the problems is that people believe that posting is doing. It's a great way of making ordinary people believe that we have some kind of power. People talking is not change. Social media is a wailing wall that allows people to shout at unchanging. W- at an unchanging wall. I'd be more upset if WhatsApp was banned. But I think it's, I think it's similar. Like we've all said this, what platform you use to your, to your, that, that aids your age of communication, because I definitely agree that people believe that posting is doing and that's enough, but it definitely does affect change. You can't, I think we, we all have businesses. We all use different platforms to communicate our ways or our information. So it's, it is an extension of what works best for you. Because WhatsApp, I would miss less than I miss Twitter and Instagram, possibly. Because WhatsApp, you can still text and you can still call. So, and there's Telegram, there's other ones. So, do you know what I mean? So, no, I agree with you. Actually, I do think that. um, Yeah, I think I think people could get over it. Basically, they could they could get over if it goes. And that's the thing we do adapt. You know, like when lights like you would have a power cut or something's down, you do adapt quite quickly. Mm. Um, and you forget it quite quickly. From what was it, BBMs? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh, remember? Yeah. Like, oh my god, no. what can I do without that? And WhatsApp's rubbish. And then all of a sudden, everyone's not on WhatsApp. They're on yeah. WhatsApp. So very yeah. quick as well. <laughs> very very quick. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Auntie AK, what have you heard? So, listen, yeah, I don't know if you lot have heard yeah of Joanna Tok and Julie Burchill, two witches from Eastwick, who were this week, the other day, right? So obviously welcoming another little, sneaking another family member, Lilibet, Diana, Mountbatten, Windsor, is that the baby's name? Harry, Harry and Meghan's new baby girl. Um, new baby, whether you like the royals or not, whether you care about Harry and Meghan or not, it's a new baby, new life, we give thanks. Healthy, lovely little girl. 
Um, and she's been named Lilibet Diana after obviously Harry's mum and his grandmother, um, which obviously we knew would cause a Twitter social media storm for those who are for and against praising a baby like it's their own child and others who are cussing a baby like they know Queen herself is vexed. Um, but in amongst that, we had some wicked, wicked witch of a woman called Julie Birchill, who's a journalist who writes for The Spectator and um, The Telegraph, who decided to tweet, what a missed opportunity. They should have called it Georgina Floydina. Obviously having a riff on um, George Floyd's name. Um, And then to counter that, family lawyer, Joanna Tock, followed up by saying, um, hold on, sorry, let me get to that bit. I should have had that ready. Um, No, Doria, don't don't black names matter. Now, and then um, Miss Witch went afterwards when I think uh, Julia said something like, oh, maybe Oprah or something like that. And then Joanna followed up with saying maybe Doprah, uh, a combination of Doria um, and Oprah, um, Megan's mom and Oprah. So these these two these two white ladies had the audacity to talk this shit out their neck. Julie um, has had form before. She's been... Um, She's been done for anti-Semitic, no, not anti-Semitic, transphobic and anti-Muslim um, views, which she had, I think she was sued and she had to um, pay damages and make apologies for making horrible comments about a, a Muslim person. And back in 2013, she made terrible comments about trans, the trans community, deleted her account, then came back, got in trouble again. Anytime she gets um, called out, she deletes her account and returns back to Twitter. So Twitter, this is your ironic Twitter. You're very, very fucking ironic, aren't you? Um, and then Julie, no, Joanna Tock, who's a family lawyer. She works for a, fam, a legal firm representing families. So and this woman, she came back and <laughs> listened to her apology. I am very sorry for the comment and what I saw as a joke. I fought during my professional life against racism, which is abhorrent. I'm not a judge. People are calling her a judge. And I have children of colour and I apologise unreservedly. Get this witch gone. You know, the first, because I, I woke up at 3am, couldn't sleep, was thinking about work and stuff. And I went on Twitter, saw this. I went to the bar standards thingy. And I did my first, first time to do a real proper complaint, did my complaint. I put in my complaint to get this woman disbarred. Get disbarred. How are you representing families and you're um, talking this talk and you've got children of colour? They need to be removed from your service, from your care. Um, and Julie blocked me. I didn't even say anything about her. No, she blocked me on Twitter and she's deleted her account again. Um, so everyone's, and everyone's coming for the Telegraph and the Spectator saying, like, what's, what's cracking? Why is she still working for you? Because she's been problematic. All this stuff. Was like, I don't even have a question because I don't. But I just wanted to talk about it and air it and share my thoughts and get your thoughts if you saw it, heard about it, and blah, 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 blah. Auntie Nana. So, yeah, I saw I saw people talking about it. Um, and the most interesting thread that I came across in formulating what I thought about this um, back and forth that she had was quite a few white women kind of defending Julie by saying that she's a feminist and she really supports women and um, this shouldn't kind of detract from all of the good work that she's done. And where I personally stand with, I am so far from, I, I wouldn't say I'm an anti-feminist, but I hate the feminist movement. I think it's the, it's a part of the same racist trope 
lots of these women just use black women as labor just you're trying you're pretending that you're for us and you basically just wanted to be in power as well and the more they get older they show themselves to be as racist as these white men that they would try and be like were were fighting against when really you just want to take the power from them and still have black people as as the underclass so yeah I found that more interesting but overall I absolutely am like if people power removes these folks from their jobs this you know if somebody wants to give their energy to it let's 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 do it like punishment comes in all different forms I wouldn't I'm not that invested in them but I am I am like still supportive of folks who are invested in getting these women removed from their pedestals that's about the extent of it other than that it was like white women white women in you know to be interested yeah Auntie Shade yeah I mean I just saw what um I don't know what their names are um but the one that said the Georgina thing um uh I saw that and I just thought this foul do you know what I mean like just just absolutely foul I just it's just a remind like I'm not that we need one but it's just a reminder that that there there are certain people they're just they're just not here for us at all do you know what I mean like and this is just all pretense in this day and age that you can't and especially in, in their professions, you know what you're doing, you know what the reaction is going to be, you know, you know, they're fully prepared beforehand on how to deal with this, what they're doing, what they, do you know what I mean, and how to deal with it and stuff. So I just think, like, yes, they, they should get everything that's coming to them negatively um, as much as possible, to be honest. And I think, like, as, as laborious as it is, like it just has to be it has to be done until people learn to just shut up do you know what I mean like or just keep it like I don't know I don't know man but yeah because I, I I do feel like sometimes I'm like oh yeah just keep it to yourself but then at the same time I am a bit like okay yeah you've exposed yourself now so we can take you out it's just almost like putting your head up so we can you know yeah so someone could just take them out sniper 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 tech yeah, I hate giving these people even any airtime. I, I, it, it literally makes me want to vomit to give them any airtime because the thing is, don't act like you didn't know what you was doing because you then came back and made it say and say, made it seem like it's a joke. It's that same old thing. Like they make these comments to get away with it. They it's, it's textbook. It was a joke. I didn't mean it to be offensive. I have black friends. I've dated black men. My children are black or of color. You know what you're saying because there are certain races that you would never have said that about. You know what you're saying because when the the Cambridges had their three children, no one made these comments. We all knew the moment Megan gave birth, something was going to happen. We just knew. We knew that no one was going to let it slide. She could have called the baby Elizabeth Philip. I love England for life. And someone would have said something about it. They could have, we just knew that this was going to happen. And for people to say it was a joke that wasn't based on the race of the child, you're smoking weed. 
Like you're smoking crack, in fact, because come on now, like this, there's clearly something wrong with you. Who do you think that you're fooling? You're not fooling no one. You just thought you could say that. Do you know what it is? They're so used to being able to say whatever the hell it is that they want to say and nothing happens to them. They forget themselves. They forget that they're out in public. She thought she was behind closed doors making these comments. She forgot herself. She forgot that this is the time when you're going to get suspended from your job. People are going to come for you. You are going to have to make a formal apology. But next week, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Nothing's really going to happen. What happened to that that presenter man that called the baby a monkey? He's fine. Yeah, where is Danny Baker? He's, but he's somewhere. He's I don't think he ever got his, He didn't get his show back again. He didn't get his show back, but let's be real. You know, he's working somewhere, doing something. It's not like he's been erased from the face of the, the world. He hasn't. It's just, yeah. The thing that really dis- disgusts me, though, more so than black names matter, whatever in it, you're a dickhead. But what really disgusts me is the play on words about um, George Floyd. That's disgusting. This is a man who lost his life, an innocent man who lost his life and the world saw him begging for his life. You decided to make a joke out of it. It's just wrong. It's all she, time. She really thought she'd done something there. You know? <laughs> yeah, she really, she did. really, really did. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is racism ever funny? Like, I don't know if it's... Like, why, why do people always use that excuse? Like, oh, it was a joke. Like, what, why? <laughs> do you know what I mean? people. It's only black jokes that are funny. But the, the thing is, um, as much as again, this is similar to last week. Like I know there's there's definitely because I was like, what we're giving them, we're not giving them a platform because we're allowed to talk about what the fuck we want to talk about. I think that's that's that we should position that language in a different way because we're not giving them a platform. It's also informing people that because for me, I've uh, it's, it's a smaller. <laughs> I, now I'm thinking of um, Sister Queer saying. You think that, you know, tweeting is an action. But my action is now blocking Telegraph and trying to avoid using Telegraph because it's little things like that that do contribute to the bigger fabric of how we empower ourselves to not be maybe just even bombarded, just little things like being bombarded and bamboozled by platforms that pretend that they're for us when they're not. Because the Telegraph, my, by all means, probably does have articles about racism and Black Lives Matter and all this type of stuff. But yet, at the same time, you've got this woman employed, and I would—I never—I never heard of her before. Never heard of her before in my life. Um, I think I saw on Facebook someone, um, a black mutual friend on Facebook, was like she used to be a fan of this woman's work, and now she's like, oh look, now she's exposed herself. So then sometimes it's the re-education, even though the re-educational re-information, and, exp- and as you said, exposing their ass, so you know what to how to move accordingly. So because some, you know, I think the Telegraph, you subscribe, you can, you—I think they've got a subscription. So any yeah, black subscribing to the Telegraph lock off your subscription in it so sometimes these things have to come out and be shared so you can take action for yourself as a black person and be informed because they will pull the wool over your eyes and make you think that they're all for you and it's hard you get sucked into it being in the west you kind of feel powerless to rebel about because like we've said before if we were to disconnect from the matrix for real for real we'd have to we live up a tree with nothing not wearing anything because every all everything we wear is unethical everything we do is like everything we use is unethical so to really be 100% against the grain and not a party to this thing, you'd have to be off. I don't know where you could live. Even an island is probably owned by Branson. There's yeah. nothing. Where can you be disconnected? You're not on an island. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it's impossible. So sometimes it's these little victories that sometimes make you, like, give you that little bit of extra control over your life and your narrative. But it's because I was, I was like, it's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about them. But at the same time, you yeah, know, everyone needs to know these two witches. And the, the more thing is we're saying that um, Joanna Tock is a family lawyer. So where does her prejudice come in? 
So yeah. whatever black family seeks her out to so represent her and any type of her action could be biased towards them winning their case or what, or losing their case or whatever. So actually now we know that Joanna Tocco, if you're ever looking for a family lawyer, if she doesn't get disbarred, don't go to her for, for anyone of yeah. colour because her prejudice mm-hmm. might go in your, un, against your favour. I think you'd have to look into her cases if they yeah, have any people of colour. Do you know what I mean? You'd have to go back and look at her case. Well, her, whoever she works for, that if they're doing their due diligence, they would go through it and just make sure it was she. She done things. Um, she didn't show any bias at the end of the day because it's just you. You know, you, you can't. I hate to say it, yeah, but it makes it very difficult to trust anyone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, how how are you supposed to, when you see examples of this on a daily, and it was almost like the perfect excuse. I bet she she, she was saving that freight. Like, she was saving it. Like, it was glee. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, no. I've been waiting for since they announced that they were pregnant. Yeah. To, to write that tweet. Yeah. yeah. And saving it. Yeah. So you see when people say play in the race card, is this not playing the race card? Yes. Like in my mind, when people say, it, I'm always like, no, nah, it's inaccurate. Like when a black person says this, this person was racist or whatever, I don't see that as playing the race card. Playing the race card is when you get caught being racist and you try and bring out the card of the black friend, the oh, black yeah. child, the black that 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 to me is playing the race card. Yeah. It's, it's positional, isn't it? Because yeah, for white good. people. For white people, playing the race card is we bringing up race for everything when it's not about race to them. Do you understand? It's just literally positional. And for us, of yes, for damn sure, you play, you use us as your get out of jail free card. Yes, so, the card yeah. is outside of your. I mean, it bugs me. I mean, I used to have this about the um, it, um, having your cake and eat it too. I still don't quite understand that, but it just doesn't. Some things don't make sense to me. But the race oh, card yeah. is really bugged me for years i'm like but if that's not how you do a card the card is outside of yourself so you would be playing the race card because you're bringing in a black person slam dunk down like the ace or the yeah. <laughs> Yes, no, you, yeah, but you can, can use it. You can, can use it both ways, isn't it? Yeah, because it would be a slam dunk. Like, yeah, because I'd use it. Be like, I'll raise you racism. Yeah, <laughs> you raise me black friends. Right? <laughs> so you can both be playing the race card. I'm going to make a deck. I feel yeah, like it's a blackjack. They put it down, they get five black friends. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, Red Jack will cancel them out. That's what I'm <laughs> hey! I'll pick up two. Pick up two. <laughs> yeah, mate. That, that would be a hilarious. Yeah. That is a really good. Really oh, God, good. That just popped in my head, that race. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it does work, but it's annoying. And have your cake and eat it too. I've not thought about I've. I think when you say it, it's like you want your cake and eat it too. Well, of course you want your cake, and of course and you're you going to eat it. But all of it, though, that's that's the thing. All, all of the cake, cake. All, all of the cake. cake. That's yeah, the but you're having all of the cake. All of the cake. It's not you all. You usually have a cake to share with people. Yeah, you want it all. Yeah. But it's, I guess the phrase isn't really grammatically correct because, like, you've got you have your cake and eat it too. It doesn't say what portion of the cake that you're eating, even though we know what it means. It doesn't technically say, yeah, piece of cake. I think, I think it's wrong. <laughs> Personally, I, d- I don't think somebody can beat me on an argument if they say, have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> does it go? <laughs> Where'd you move from there? <laughs> I mean, it's implied, isn't it? It's implied. 
and maybe it was, uh, I think it's I think it's related to um, isn't it related to uh, Marie M- Antoinette? What's uh, Marie Antoinette? No, let them eat cake is more let like is more like let no, them eat. Cake. I don't care. Let them eat cake. Yeah, the sarcasm. Okay. It's a different thing. Okay, cool. But yes, let's get the comments. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, we have Aquarius says, "Bait a black time. Don't do it, ladies." Um, Nicholas says, "And why are we chatting about them? Twitter week. Oh, I get it." Um, Aquaria goes on to say, I love it, Auntie Farah. It was a cracker attack. <laughs> um, T says, When white people do not want to be accountable for their actions and black people pull them up about it, they accuse the black person of using the race card. Yeah, exactly. Um, and T is laughing at what Auntie Nana is saying. Yes, anyway, Auntie Farah, what have you heard? So, the Kanye fest continues, <laughs> but in the form of Kim. So Kim was on, there was a clip of Kim on Kardashians um, and she's crying and she's saying about how she feels like a failure because this is her third marriage. Like basically the cameras are filming her while they're going through this thing. So she's saying she feels like a, a failure because this is her third marriage that's about to end. So my question to you is, I've got a few questions. Are you surprised that the marriage is ending? Did you think it was going to last? Do you think that Hollywood marriages are just business deals? Auntie AK. Um, I didn't think it was going to last because I just think of the historical legacy of marriages. Um, I, as you know, I'm not, I don't, I, I, not that I don't like Kim. I just doesn't register in my life. So I don't really care about what she does A to B. Um, but from what my judgmental opinions of her, I didn't really believe the union. But um, and I, so I, I just didn't I wasn't invested. I didn't think they were going to last. Uh, what was your other question? Do you think that Hollywood marriages are just a business deal? I don't think all of them. But I think some of them are. I, I think it's hard to you just never know. And unfortunately, because Kim is the queen of reality right now, you just never know what the strategic moves are on her part. And I don't think, unless you know her and you know what her mum's got planned for the next series and next season or the next deal, you can never, ever 100% know what um, their motivations are. I do actually, I think in the end, I was convinced that they loved each other and they were, you know, there was a, a truthful marriage there. But I just don't think, especially if we're going to keep it on the Kardashians, I think that's a hard answer, a hard thing to answer. But I think generally some Hollywood marriages are marriages of convenience and business and others aren't. Um, I think the industry is so messy and so hard just to be in a real I'm in love with you um, union because of the way this is cesspit really and it's just full of snakes and all the sorts of nastiness. So I think it's very difficult to find genuine love. I, I, I'd hate to say that there's not one marriage that's genuine, but I do think, yeah, there are some strategic, you know, sometimes they put people together because it looks good in the public eye. They put people together for politics. They put people together for business deals, all that type of stuff. So, um, Yeah. And I just, I jury's out on whether Kim and Carney, Kim and Carney were a strategic move. Um, and for me, actually, I felt there was a part for me about this story when she's in the clip that was shared for their new, the last season or whatever, when she's crying and saying that she felt like a failure. Um, it was just interesting for me to think like, you know, women, I wonder if Carney feels like a failure because um, women tend to take on that thing like if they've had marriages that don't work or relationships don't work especially in the public eye they tend to feel like they're the ones who've done wrong um and again putting anything any judgment aside against uh, uh, um, from kim or the kardashians or whatever that whole clan um 
that's something I thought that women always take the, the, the brunt and feel bad about themselves that the marriage doesn't work. And I just, I'd love to know if men, and in this situation with Kanye, feels like I failed, man. I don't know if they take that burden on. So yeah, that's, those are my general thoughts. Auntie Sade. Um, to answer that, I probably think they do, but they probably not uh, as public. Do you know what I mean? In a, in a more public way. But yeah, I think that men often um, are expected to win at things. Do you know what I mean? And if they don't win there, then yes, it's another failure to add to the notches, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, but in my opinion, I've, I've always thought that Kim is going to beat Elizabeth Taylor. I, I don't think she's... I don't think she's halfway there, man. She's just picking up speed. She's got her kids. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so she's got a couple more to go um, uh, in terms of marriages. Like, not to the truth, but she's a slippery. So. But yeah, I just think, I, I think she'll get married again. She'll try again. Probably work out. She'll try again and again and again. Because I think that's what. That's part of what she does. Do you know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, do I think this uh, is still? I think I kind of think that they're kind of in that space anyway. To be honest, do you know what I mean? Especially nowadays, you have to think about your assets, especially if you're like rich. Um, anyhow, you got to protect your assets. You got to make sure you're matched with the right person. I can't imagine how many checks were probably done on both sides before that union even happened in the first place. Um, do I think? I think they were friends mm. um, beforehand. <laughs> they were friends beforehand, um, and yeah, and now they have a family, and they're gonna go on to co-parent. But I, I don't know how you wouldn't bring those two people. I don't know how you wouldn't bring business into that that conversation. It's just yeah. So essentially, if we're going to look at the true or like under the layers, yeah, it was a business deal for sure. Um, and do Hollywoods? Yeah, I think it would be hard not to. I think you would you would you would have to think in those terms if you're in Hollywood. If you're famous, you have to think in those terms. You can't just be frivolous and just think love is going to take you through because your image your whole public profile is your job like you know how you show up or or what audiences you uh, appeal to is going to matter or there's going to be impact if you're married or not if you're if you're do you know what i mean if you're dating or not who you're dating at what point you know you can't even as a, a young lady you wouldn't even be able to get married necessarily too young do you know what i mean because of how it affects your image you know um so yeah i think um yeah i don't think i think i think they help reinforce this ideology that marriage is important Nans. <laughs> um uh Honestly, when I saw the clip, I did think, yes, you are a failure. Because she entered into this with the mindset, and I watched the episode of, this is it now, he is my forever. So you failed at that. That doesn't mean that you are a failure in total of all aspects of your life. You failed in this marriage. Both of you equally could be, I don't know, wasn't there. But you failed, but failing is just falling forwards into something else. It's not that it's not that bad, really. You you fail at things and you learn and you move on. But 
I wouldn't say that she isn't a failure. She is. She's done this three times and it hasn't worked out. Maybe this ain't for you. You could move with that or maybe you're going to keep on trying. I do believe that she probably is going to keep on trying at this. She could definitely get to 10. I think everything is strategic. Both of them did well. Both of their profiles in being together took them to another level. Remember when Kanye entered into this, he was in debt (laughs) on the verge of bankruptcy. Now he's a billionaire. He may have seen, actually, I could leverage myself from Kim's credit. Kim's credit is great. I marry her. I move this way. I get this. And he moved. And then he moved from LA to Wyoming. Like, (laughs) this <laughs> so he wasn't that invested in this marriage either i really think like these two the the only part of their two union that my heart goes out to is the children that they've made together those four kids and how they now are going to maneuver through the world with these two people as their parents and i hope i hope that the ancestors are with those four children and guiding them beautifully and um, they excel in their lives regardless of who their parents are. But really, I, yeah, you know, it's Kim. What was we expecting? After I mean, five years, they did... They Is it five years? Five or seven years? They did better than I would have thought, really. And I think they stayed that long because they had the plan of the children coming in. That's probably why they stayed together for as long as they did. But they mutually benefited. And I hope that now Kanye is out of that coven, that he we get the old Kanye back again and and that genius wave comes back into his life and um, he moves on gracefully. Uh, thank you, Nana. Thank you. Because if I said it, I would have been attacked. God, I'm too far out. Um, so I'm a little, I, I'll be honest, I believed them because they they seemed like a genuine pairing to me. And I think that there was genuinely love there between the two of them. I'm not surprised that it's finished because if you look at where their lives are heading, they've, they lead very different lives. Kim's always been this person who wants to be out in the public doing all of this stuff. You know, she's a reality star. That's not been Kanye's thing. He's done, he's appeared sometimes, but I think that's after her egging him on to appear sometimes. Um, It's not really his thing. It definitely is a business. You know, they're both billionaires now. She's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. It was, it's definitely both billion. Um, but It's definitely a business. There's a line in Fat Joe's new song and he says, um, you sign a prenup, it's cheaper to keep her. So <laughs> that's how I feel about a lot of, Hollywood marriages at the moment, it, you know, if they've signed a prenup, they have to look at it from that business perspective as well. Um, they've gone from being Kim Ye to Kim Nay. Just wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the problem that I, I have with a lot of these marriages is I wonder if they're putting the brand before their actual marriage. Like, what are they working on more? Are they working on their appearance to the public and what they do there or are they working on actually maintaining and developing their their relationship like are they going to therapy are they spending time together are they you know looking at their goals and trying to reach the same goals people do change though in life in general don't they Kanye's gone to Wyoming you know but he he before they got together he didn't live in LA permanently anyway that's something that he did once they got together he had a house there but he wasn't there permanently so 
and he said many times he wants to go back to Chicago. There was a one, one episode where he was wanting to move there. So I'm not surprised. It, I'm sad for the children because, you know, that's going to be an interesting... <laughs> that They'll be fine. I'll just know they say. Financially, they'll be fine, but emotionally... <laughs> No, but emotionally, they may not be. We don't know. You know, like any children take breakups of their parents, you know, hard. So we don't know. We don't know. That, 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 um, what's her name? The eldest one. What's her name again? North. North. Yeah, North. She might not be fine. (laughs) I I mean, that's always problematic to me. And I know that's bad. But they're celebrities. They're they're celebrity kids. They're the highest. They're the highest, like they're the most pop. They are the most popular kids. But it's not about popularity. That might. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying yeah. that in relation to them to being yeah. fine. I'm just saying that their their lives are never going to be a normal anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. just by way of them being this popular. So I don't know if that's going to be the 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 biggest deal in their um. It's going to be the biggest impact on their lives. Do you know what I mean? They've got so much to come that you don't even know. Like, look at the Jenners, for example. Like, do you know what I mean? You could have thought that the breakup between the parents would be the most impact, or like, you know, um, you know, I can't remember. Uh, Tate yeah, do you know what I mean? That yeah. could have been a more bigger impact than the yeah. breakup. Do you know what I mean? You just don't know because their lives are just so different. Yeah, you don't know. But I, I do, I do us, think us, it's. You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to trivialize. Trivialize yeah. it. But I think that they're gonna be. I mean, they're so. I think they probably will be fine, but I do feel like it's, got support. It's they've got mad support. Let's they've got support. They've got they support. They got support. And they're all and all the sisters apart from. And you know, one you of think these kids are gonna be fine. What I'm saying is, is that I think that they are celebrities, and their normal is not anything that we can fathom. Do you know what I mean? So okay. in that world. We they don't know what fine is. Do you know what I mean? Okay, That's okay. not their yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like it's not, but I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it has to be detrimental because their parents have split. I don't think that's going to be the biggest impact necessarily in their life. They're gonna come up with so much other things. And then also as well, I think that Kanye is an attention seeker (laughs) as just as much as Kim, but just on his own terms. As long as he's controlling the narrative, he'll do it. If someone else is controlling the narrative, that's why he won't do it. Do you know what I mean? That, that's why he feels weak. But if he wants to go on a show and say whatever he wants to say, if he wants to tweet his madness, he's going to do it. He's just as bad as Kim. That's why they were a great pairing at the same well, that's time. That's why I was saying that in terms of your, your right, in terms of um, him doing stuff that he wants to do, that life, that reality life, that's not what he wanted to do. There was one time he appeared on it and he said he's only appearing on it because he watched The Incredibles <laughs> and then, like the cartoon. And he was like, kind of wanted to be like The Incredibles for a day. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's Kanye. You don't expect him to do anything by the book, do you? So yeah. I don't know. I think um, I get what you meant when the kids aren't necessarily. We, the thing is, we don't know how they live anyway, because Kanye's not uh, how often whether is he in the house? Because if he's living in Miami and she's wherever she is, I don't. How, how you know if he's on tour, she's doing this and that and the other. So how nor how regular does is he in the house as like as they are they husband and wife, mum and dad in the yard, like in a way that's a two point four family compared to their big celebrity life. So that's why I thought possibly sometimes it's the words mum and dad have broken up that kids might hold on to, but actually. What does that mean if generally dad's not about in the house anyway and you're not, that's not the life you live? So that's why I kind of understand where 
Adishali is coming from in the respect that they might not be damaged in the way of like, oh, my parents have broken up. It's the thing people, is, but sorry, go yeah. on. No, go on, go on. I was going to say, but the thing is that the Kardashians themselves and the Jenners are fucked up from their parents breaking up and they're rich and famous. So you yeah. still, you don't know. I, 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 you just you just don't know. No, I'm, not, I'm not the same, but I'm just saying right. I, it, it's just exploring. But, but, but is it because their parents broke up or because they, they had no boundaries and they could do whatever they wanted and they I, were famous? I think if you listen to Courtney talk about the breakup and you've watched it and you've seen her go to therapy and she talks about the breakup and the relationship that, that made, how that affected her relationship with her mother and how it affected her relationship with her father, it was the divorce. It wasn't the fact that they had free reign. It was a divorce. It affected her a lot. So, I don't know. That's why I said North. Watch her. <laughs> I think North is... North. I think, actually, I think North is going to be freaking amazing. That's what I think. <laughs> I think Chicago is going to be amazing. She's the really? one for me, man. I have no idea about these children's personalities. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to... We're going we're gonna, to... Trust me, like, they, they, they've built... A, Empire, they, they have the dynasty, they you know what I mean. And to be honest, but the only true Kardashian left is um, what's uh, China's child? What's her name? Dream. Yeah, Dream. Yeah, she's, she's the, the only true Kardashian. Yeah, she's really. the only one of Kardashian. You know what I mean? But this is this is this is they're Hollywood royalty, they they just are now. Yeah, let's get the comment. <laughs> Okay, so where are we? So, um, Rowena says Nana chose violence from the get, <laughs> and Miss Latang says Nana didn't. Auntie Nana did not hold back. Um, Rowena says perhaps he paid dearly with his mental health commercially, um, commercially, but was it worth it? Um, Candy says, I think they stayed together as long as they did because she wanted more kids like Courtney and Scott. Monica says, I honestly think Kim went into this marriage thinking me, Jay, <laughs> B and Kanye um, could be this special foursome. Clearly, clearly this hasn't happened, hence why she filed for a divorce. I don't think she generally was attracted to Kanye in the beginning. Maybe her mum even influenced um, this union more a money-making move. I could be wrong. Um, Rowena says, these days kids see therapists, etc. They'll be fine. And she says, I hope anyway. And Okoye says, humans are humans, no matter how much money. We've seen the alcoholics and drug addicts at celebrity, um, celebrity households that come in celebrity households. And um, Monica says, Auntie AK's reactions are too funny. I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah, all love to the kids. I know you guys don't care. I know you guys, Auntie Nana and Auntie AK, don't care, okay? But this is entertaining to myself and Auntie Farah. <laughs> yes. no, you know what, for me, it was more of the exploration of a woman feeling like failure, but we, we went... Oh, it was just, okay. For me, I, I, I do actually like the aspect of somebody having three marriages and sitting there barling in front of her sisters and being like, I failed. I, I just don't ever do that to me because I will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Courtney <laughs> didn't say anything, did she? I don't yeah, know. She she the same thing. Yeah, you have right. it. And, like, and you know that's what Courtney was thinking. The thing because, is, I'm with you, Auntie, um, Auntie Sade. This is not her last marriage. She, no. she's, got, she's got like seven more to come. 
I don't think I think now I feel like maybe she does need to just settle down. What's the what's the crying real? Me. real? Did you mean me? <laughs> yeah, she did the ugly face. It was yeah. Yeah. like uh, yeah. and I kind of did, did it. And I was like, because I don't know, I can't, you know, that's why I can't scripted reality bothers me because I just I don't like to think what's true and what's not and spend my time following people that might not be telling the complete truth. Yeah, it bothers my life. Lying all the way through, but she's still <laughs> she is getting another divorce. She did. She did say, I'm going to be with this guy forever. Like, we are perfect. You're not. But it's cool. We all go into things optimistically and it fails. I have failed at relationships many times. But most of us, yeah, obviously aren't on camera. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, I don't think... Thank God. (laughs) People saying I'm a failure should have the thing of, oh, no, you're not. No, it's fine to fail and then move on from it. Do you believe the tears? Do you think the tears were about that, or do you think they were just tears? No, they got her to cry, and she cried. She's no, I don't think she's got emotions. She is an executive producer of the show. They're not telling her to cry. Like the thing, the thing is as well. Yeah, she genuinely, I feel like they have kids together. Like she genuinely loved this. You can care about someone. You don't have to love. Like, like you don't have to love. Wait, 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 calm down. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. One point. When I said they have kids together, I was in the general thing that in the grand scheme of the world, people can have kids together and not even like each other. That's that's all I was yeah. reacting to. Yes, I'm not giving a judgment to Kim. I'm talking about the crying. We're talking about the crying. So yes, you're right. You can be, you can have kids together and not like someone, but they are just breaking up. It's not like they broke up a a while ago. They're just, you know, this is happening to them now. This is happening to their family. Whichever way you look at it, those tears could have been for her children. Those tears could have been for what she thought they were going to have. So yes, those tears were real. Like she might hate him right now. But that could be tears because I can't believe I can't stand this man. Like, do you know, it could be... It could, well, yeah. Just be angry angry for her sacrifice and they could be angry tears. But, to my, tears were, but my question was, what are, do you believe those tears were for that? That's what I meant. Like, were they for the breakup or what? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't see why not. But I think what's... what's The thing is, it's a reality show. So what's important is that, you know, being an executive producer, you decide what stays in, what doesn't stay in. They decided to keep it in, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So they're capitalising off the storyline. So that, you know what I mean? So that brings it back down to reality. At at no point in time, when you say scripted, like there's a there's a thing, it scripted doesn't mean that they get a script and they read it. No, you have a in this scene they say you're gonna talk about should take place. That's what they say, yeah. and that's scripted. So then it could go off in any direction. So that's what yeah, yeah. television does. And the cameras so, keep rolling. The cameras yeah. keep rolling, yeah. and they get they give them they give them topics that they know are going to be controversial. That's how it works. But yeah. I do I really believe that she's upset about the failure. I do. I believe it. Like, you know. Anyway, move no, on. But I think I think we can believe that she's upset about basically what's what. I think for me, it's the reality of the crying. Is the reality of the crying about this? Yeah, yeah. We, we've said. Imagine it being married to Kanye though, and the real like. Do we be fun. itself, mate? That might be quite. It could be tears for, of relief as well. We don't know. <laughs> that's like, the thing, I, but that's yeah, the but thing. Still tears for the marriage. The end. Oh, of I get people. it. I get it. All, all tears are real. Thank you. All, all of them are real when they leave your eyes. Even when <laughs> somebody says something, and I. Then think of something, and I can make myself cry. It's still real tears. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, I'll just read one last comment. <laughs> Woo, maybe two. Um, Rowena says, <laughs> Kim tried, man. She loved her husband, but I think she underestimated what it takes to be in a relationship with Kanye plus mental health challenges. And Okoye says, also they had a couple of camera crews in the house, a producer and probably a director, but I'm sure she was upset. Anyone getting divorced will be upset. Can I say not everyone getting divorced will be upset? <laughs> <laughs> There's levels of being upset. You could be mad. Yeah. You can well, that's what I'm saying. And some you know, like, people getting divorced are happy. Not everyone, my point is, not everyone getting divorced. People have divorce parties now. That's they what I'm do. saying. They do. So there's, there's, there's gray areas. Every, let's go. Auntie Nana, what have you heard? All right. Um, okay. This should, be, this should be a quick one. <laughs> okay. So... The FBI and Australia have done a sting. I just want to get you guys' opinion on this. More than 800 suspected criminals have been arrested worldwide after being tricked into using an FBI-run encrypted messaging app, officials say. The operation, jointly conceived by Australia and the FBI, saw devices with the ANAM, ONOM, I'll spell it out, it's A, capital A, capital N, O, M, app, just in case any of you have it, capital A, capital N, OM app, secretly distributed among criminals, allowing police to monitor their chats about drug smuggling, money laundering, and even murder plots. Official called it a watershed moment. Targets included drug gangs and people with links to the mafia. Drugs, weapon, luxury vehicles, cash were all seized in this operation, which was conducted across dozens of countries and including and included eight tons of cocaine, 250 guns, and 34 million pounds were seized across worldwide currencies and cryptocurrencies. The Australian Prime Minister said the operation had struck a heavy blow against organised crime around the world. Now, for you ladies, I just wondered what you thought about this and if you have any reservations now about using these encrypted apps that people share that this is like safe and you're like, you know, it's not being monitored in any way. Is this actually like setting people up or is this okay for law enforcement to do? Auntie Shadow. Um, it sounds like a tech version of like a honey trap or something. That's that's what it sounds like. Um, <sighs> right. Personally, I will not really use an app until I see certain people on it. To be honest, do you know what I mean? Like, it has to be popular in like to a certain level because I'll probably consider it as a slight early adopter but for I would use it anyway so I think that people should have that kind of frame of mind when they're using these different apps I just think that I just think that people are gonna the police if you're doing criminal activity the police are gonna try and get you <laughs> just gonna try and get you no matter how no matter how so it's a difficult one if they're not breaking any laws in doing this, then fair game, really. As long as the police aren't breaking any laws in doing it, I think it's fair game. If that's what you're asking. Auntie yeah. Farah. Yes, yeah, like you said, it's a honey trap, isn't it? Like they did this. They made it specifically to catch these people. 
and you know people could say i don't know maybe they wouldn't have been doing all of this if they weren't forced into certain scenarios i don't know it's just there wasn't but the, but the thing is people think that the police don't listen to them on your phone and on your computer and all these other devices that we've got the police are onto you whatever you do so I'm with you, Auntie Charlotte. Why are they talking this type of talk on this app? No, no, because a man comes and says to you, oh, yeah, hey, what now? Telegram or whatever the hell it is, or all these different things. That's safe. You can chat the chat on here. Who, who knows if you can chat the chat? It's probably like the man that works for the police station that's doing the, the sitting there, making the algorithms to pick it up to find you so they know exactly where your weed is. Like, nah, come on now. Be smart, innit? Be smart. Have you not seen all these shows and all these um films where they're getting caught? Be smart. Don't talk the talk. <laughs> I'm, Trace. I'm reading the story and I'm trying to make my brain, because I think, yeah, what you're saying. So someone came to you like, man, my man, I've got a, this phone, yeah, it's a burner phone and it's got this app on it that we can chat <laughs> covertly about our deals. And you're as a, you're going to be like, yeah, 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 fam, this is the one. We can communicate on an app, a technological app that uses the whole holy world's internet <laughs> to communicate. Are you all right? I don't, because you've got guys that like, we use burners, like your man's got to use a little tiny burner and dash it after one phone call. All that ones that really think they're deep in the mix and they're probably not. Um, you know, there's all those levels of burner phones and stuff where they, you know, they'll go and get a phone from the 90s, like a little, was it, Nokia, just to pretend that, okay, I'm not going to get one of them ones with smartphones. So you know, but then you're going to take a phone with an app on it, a whole app called Anon, Anonymous. It's got a name. It's, it's not... <laughs> I don't... They I don't... Want... It. <laughs> kind of like, because it's like, how? It's just, it's, I'm, I'm, I was trying to work it out, like, hold on. And someone, yeah, nah, I'm sorry. Like the police, are, I mean, the police are crazy to think it would work. But then this is like, this is like bumbling, you know, like, was it Jeremy Beadle? And I'm showing my age now. When he those, those prank videos and all those caught out videos. This is like one of them things, people doing caught doing the stupidest things or things like that. This is great. This is hilarious. Um, I saw a tweet with um, just a, some, a bunch of people laughing like smugly, saying that's the police when they saw people using the, the app. Of course. Just on you, just like, ah. I don't even know. Did they do something wrong? Yeah, sneaky. But you're a police. You're undercover. You've got to find ways to um, get the criminals. Because criminals essentially don't tell you what they're doing. So you've got to find covert ways to break into the circle. Oh, my God. This is amazing. It's actually good. We should try one for cheaters. That was precisely my reaction when I read this story. I was in hysterics. I had tears. I thought it was the funniest thing. And it made me think of The Wire when they buy all of the burner phones and, and they chip them and then it's all in the shops and all of the drug dealers and then they have them on the wiretap. It reminded me of that. But it was, they set it up by precisely what Auntie Sade said. Like the early adopters were higher up in the criminal organizations. So everybody thought this was really safe. I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> this is so smart. So you managed to get proper mafia bosses being like, let's communicate on an app called a NOM. And it was all run by the FBI. I did think it, it, it files under fuckeries, in my opinion, that they did this to them. Because I'm like, look, you guys are all corrupt as well. Like, allow people to just do a little 
shigadegary. Like, I don't think you should go after so many folks. Like, that's a lot of people that got arrested all at once, but it did make me laugh. And the more people that are like, come off WhatsApp, come to this thing, it's safe. I'm like, you guys are so stupid. Do you know that they will plant these things? Like, they will tell you it's safe. Like, you may think you're logging into the dark web, and this web is directly <laughs> going to the FBI, and they're just watching you. When <laughs> you <have popcorn. laughs> yeah, just watching you, just like, oh, my God. So he's in his office embarking again today. And they're just, they're just like, yeah, we need to do our numbers. Let's go and arrest the, the 10 of them. They're all in there together. It's like, it's, you're not safe on technology. You don't own anything. Like, really, stand in a park, for anybody that's watching that may have an app, talk in, an, in a park with your phones away. Like, go old school like um, Marlo did. And just be like this. Yeah. Like that. So they can't in a park. Listen, but even so, even being in a park down the road with your phones off, you'll still come back, turn on your phone and like, hey, ice cream vans, because an ice cream van went past you whilst you were in the park. Trust me, that will still find a way to pick up on your lifestyle. They're in our business, 100%. Forest. You could do deal with in forests. <laughs> Tear down the... I'm not doing any like ideas for people. I'm just saying there's other ways. Just don't do it on an app. Just don't ever use an app. It's oh. dumb, man. It's so stupid. But <laughs> yeah, it, it tickled me that they got all the criminals. I thought that was funny. And the thing is, the title, not even... They might as well call it Crim, crim Chat. <laughs> they should have done that or something. There probably is a Crim Chat out there. Yeah, probably. Let's get the comments. Um, okay, so Charlene says, I feel like if you're conducting criminal activities, don't talk on the phone. Um, also, maybe know the law as it seems like easy work for the authorities. Um, Akoya says, well, <laughs> this is interesting. Um, I didn't leave WhatsApp when everyone was going on about Signal and Telegram being more secure. My paranoid brain was like, hmm, what if WhatsApp is safe and Telegram and Signal are the ones, um, easy ones to trace? Call me paranoid. And Charlene is laughing very hard and saying them early adopting criminals. <laughs> I mean, I heard that if your man is on signal, it's guaranteed that he's cheating. Something I, I don't know why. I have no clue. Oh, oh yeah, I heard that. I'm just saying it's out there that signal has a bad rep. So if your man is only using signal and Snapchat, it's a sign that he's a cheater. <laughs> I'm on to advice. I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, my I remember my ex had um, Telegram for tears ago. So that's why I wasn't like I, I had Telegram ages ago so I didn't think about it so I was like oh use telegram because it's 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 cool but I was oh, on why, why was he just using telegram why was he just using telegram it's nonsense he wanted an infiltrator like auntie nana said go stand in a park <laughs> or maybe don't commit crimes or maybe that <laughs> I mean, if you need, I don't to. know. I don't want to go down that road. Crime <laughs> sometimes pays, yeah. <laughs> and it is that. It's like what Alexander said. Like everyone's corrupt. So that's where how I felt as well. Like you are corrupt. So damn you for winning on this one. Yeah. But the criminals are foolish. I wish they foiled it. I wish they were like they did stupid setups and you know sent them on like yeah. wild chases. Yeah, like they figured out we're being listened to. Yeah. They yeah. started talking about false murders and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it was real and they managed to save quite a few people's lives. 
Oh, well, I mean, who knows? This whole story could be false. <laughs> I can't. This whole story, this whole story is to get them back onto WhatsApp. Exactly. <laughs> to catch everybody. See, I told you a nun wasn't a nun. No. <laughs> oh, my days. Uh, criminals, yeah. Let's just use birds. Birds, pigeons, right in the message in their legs. Yeah, you think of that? Okay, go and train them then. Start training them. We'll all join you. (laughs) Anybody ever seen a pigeon? I've said this before, haven't I? About pigeon nests. Where do pigeons come from, though? Has anybody seen a pigeon nest? I've seen. I've. I've I've heard baby pigeons. You've heard them. Have you seen them? Yeah. No. Under the bridge, like yeah, they're using the bridge. That's where they put their nest. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen the babies in there, though? I've seen the babies on the ground. Yeah, Yeah. I I have actually seen baby pigeons. Okay. Okay. But yes, they are homing devices for the government. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, nonsense. Now it's time for Auntie's no best. He's no best. Auntie's no best. Auntie's no best. He's no best. Auntie's no best. Are you finished? I left the room. That was phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> Come tell us what we should do. Okay. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Disclaimer: This is the part where aunties give our best advice because we give the best advice. Only your cool aunties give this level of advice. However, do not come for us because we'll come for you. This is just advice. We're not lawyers. We're not doctors. We're not psychologists, and we definitely won't work for family firms either. Um, and we're not racist, obviously. But anyway, don't come for us. It's just advice. But listen to us because we're the best. Go on, Auntie Shade. Okay, right. So this um, dilemma, let's call it, um, was from the internet. And I want to know, what, what do you guys make of this? What do you think? What's your opinion? Um, and people um, state your opinions in the comments too. Um, so making a child finish their plate of food when they're full has to be one of the most damaging tactics I've seen parents partake in. Your child is listening to their body, honouring their needs, and the parent is directly forcing them to go against them. Abuse, in my opinion. Do you agree, disagree, and give reasons why? Auntie Nana. Okay, so I feel like the use of the word abuse is like just bounded about without really taking into the connotations of what abuse is. I don't think it's abuse in the light way that most people do it when you know your child and you know most of the time they're distracted when they're like I'm not finishing my food they're usually excited about something and they're just like they just want to be hot foot and go somewhere else or they want their dessert I think that that's a part of parenting to be able to measure have they actually eaten or are they really full I don't believe in forcing your child to finish food though like if that with mine when they are properly like okay 
I don't want to eat anymore. You just put it to one side and you will come back in about an hour. Sometimes it's half an hour and then try and be like, I'm hungry. Can I have custard or something? No, go and finish your food. So that's to me is parenting. Like you don't just allow the child to do whatever because sometimes they don't know what they're reading. They don't know. They don't know their body signs yet. But I still do trust them when they're like, I'm full. Okay, you're full. Put your plate to one side. It's not really abuse. There are times when it can be an extreme. I definitely don't agree with you can't leave this table until you finish your food. I think I still wouldn't say that's abuse, but I don't agree with that. Antifar. Yeah, everything that you just said. Um, You know your kid, don't you? Like, my daughter will say stuff like... um, I'm full, right? And then it's like, um, but can I have my dessert? Then you're not full. Because if you're full, you have no room for anything else. So it's a case of like, okay, just say that you don't want any more. Don't say you're full. Just say, I don't actually want any more of that because you're not full if you have room for something else. So then, you know, I'm I'm with you. I'm not the person that would be like, you're not leaving this table until you eat all your food. But it's like, I've seen what you've eaten. So I know that you're going to be hungry later. So maybe eat a little bit more and then we'll put it away. You don't have to finish it, but let's eat a little bit more. Like let's negotiations on the plate in it. Eat this much. I think that there are some people that have gone too far in the world now where they're just allowing the child to rule you and to tell you. Like what about when the kid's a baby? You know, when the baby, when, when they're a baby, you're responsible for making sure that they're fed. You, it's your responsibility to look at them and realise like when they're, when they're full and when they're not, how much to feed them, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't change when they start to talk. It's still your responsibility to recognise, you know, how much food you're giving your kid. Because you could, you could maybe feed your child something that they don't necessarily like the taste of. It's not their favourite meal. And after they have one spoonful, they could be saying they're full. So you must listen to them and then they've not eaten for the day. That's abuse where you're allowing your child not to eat and not to have a balanced diet, that's abuse. This word is flung around too much. You have to parent your child and understand what it is that they want, what it is that they're going through, and act accordingly. You're not full if you've got room for ice cream. You're not full if you want to eat popcorn afterwards. You're not full. That's not full. You just don't want any more of the dinner that's on your plate. That's it. You've got to parent, man. You can't, you're the parent. You're not the child. Parent. Jesus. Simple. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I think everything you guys said. Um, I remember being, Weetabix was my, I hated it. And I remember having to sit at the table and it went hard, you know, when it's congeals. And it was like, I would be crying and crying and crying and crying because I just did not like it. And I think it, Yeah, it's not abuse. I'm not trying to say I was abused either, but there's an element of you know sometimes because there's a thing (laughs) there's a thing about um, you know when you're beating a child and then when you're beating a child and you're beating a child when it becomes are you beating a child or are you taking out your anger and frustration on them and there's that borderline between what you're actually doing and why you're actually doing it. That's what I could say. Like, so why have actually got me sitting here? I'm crying and you know I don't like this thing. So why have you got me sitting here stressed? And that's the part where you have to question, but I don't, like I would never, like I said, I definitely wasn't abused. But in, in, in that moment, in the end, because um, I think that was my auntie at one point when I stayed at my cousin's and she was like, you're going to eat it. But she's thinking she's doing my mum a favour, like, because she said, oh, she's a picky eater. I'm going to make sure you eat your food because you're not going to get away with it from me. But then it just becomes like, 
what's the part, what lesson are you trying to teach? Is it for your sake or mine? Um, how about exploring what the child doesn't like and why they don't like it and what the alternatives are? Sometimes parents are a bit too quick to impose what they think is right. And actually not everything that you think is right is right for the child to eat necessarily. Um, and we Bix was not right and is not right for anybody, I think. Um, but yeah, so yeah, no, it's not fully a blues depending on how you're executing it and where your mind's at as a parent. You have to listen to the child. But then also... My, I've got a couple of friends whose children like won't eat anything with colour, might eat certain things that's made at dinner time, and have they have they might only eat chips and crisps. And a friend of mine was saying that he actually her her child literally will not eat like if you even if you and they will only eat what they want. And if that's chips and crisps and biscuits, they won't eat. They'll go to bed and not eat. And I in my mind I'm like, nah, that wouldn't be me. But there were people that's like, no. And she said that family members have taken the child and found the same struggle, that the child will not eat. So that's the point. I was like, how do you explore that when a child has literally either got that strong-willed personality? Because sometimes we treat children like they're always malleable and they're always ready to be taught. Some children come ready. You know what I mean? Like, we assume that they all need to eat. They, obviously, they need raising. But some children come with a strong sense of who they are and what they like and what they don't want. So it's very interesting that. But I've, always, I've been blessed because my child wasn't too much of a picky eater at the times when I needed her to eat. So, yeah, um, I think there's a bunch of thoughts there. Auntie Shade. Yeah, that's interesting. I see that as, like, I think, like, eating is probably one of the first, um, you know, kind of, like, con- like controls you have as a child. Do you know what I mean? Like, where you you are actually kind of, you can, you can stop whatever behaviour is happening to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you have control over what you eat, in, in a sense. Or how much you eat, I think. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually torn because I think I don't think it's. I think it can be abuse, but I don't think it. In most cases, it is abuse. Um, I was a very, very, very skinny child, like super skinny. Like school thought there was something wrong with me, skinny kind of thing. So I was always given big portions and I had to finish them um to kind of like in a way to help me put on weight and stuff and like I wasn't allowed to leave the table until I finished them and that sort of thing and it was it was um yeah it was hard like I just remember like food I I don't know it kind of like yeah, it just kind of like really, I, I'm a fussy eater now and I've, I've been a fussy eater. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm very particular with my food, what it looks like, what I eat, all that kind of stuff as well. And I think it definitely stems from there. And it's just, by the same time, if I if I had had my way then as, as a kid, I, I wouldn't eat much. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I probably wouldn't be more frail, um, at least looking as well. Do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Because um, I even remember, like, you know, I had to do weigh-ins like um at school and stuff as well so it was just like it was like a real concern and I mean there was other things going on so I think that's what was affecting my appetite and that sort of thing which you know my Nigerian situation I was in they didn't understand didn't want to understand and that sort of thing um so I don't think but I do I think that the 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 making me eat 
what came from a place of love, not a place of abuse. So I don't, do you know what I mean? I don't see that. I don't think it was the right method, but I think it, it did come from like, okay, we need to nurture, <laughs> feed the child. She needs to eat. She needs to develop habits and that sort of thing. And as well, I think like if you, um, uh, I was very, uh, what's the word? Thinking about textures. Like it wasn't necessarily so much with thingy, but I had issues with textures and like, but vocalizing that as a child, like, what are you talking about? Like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's, it was, I, I don't know if they would have known how to deal with that anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I just think that you just have to watch for patterns of behavior. Like you guys are saying, it's just like, okay, is it this dish? Is it this time? Is it, do you know what I mean? Like, is it, is it, um, yeah, like, do you know, do they want something else or whatever? But at the same time, it's balancing with, like, you know, and for me, this is from my point of view, like, I'm only cooking one thing. Do you know what I mean? So this is what you're going to eat <laughs> at the same time. So, yeah, it's very, it's very, um, because at this at because also in the grand scheme of things, if we look at the world as a whole, there's many places in the world where you don't have choices. Do you know what I mean? You have to eat what's given to you. It's only because we live in this side of the world where you have many, many choices, right? Do you know what I mean? So I feel like there is there is there there is a, a, a kind of like space there to be a little bit too indulgent sometimes. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm a bit conflicted. I'm a bit conflicted. I think every child is different. You do need to see if there's, as long as the child is like normal, there's no abuse, there's no other factors going on. I think that, you know, you can, yeah, definitely ask them if they can just have one more bite. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or one more piece of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? the plate. yeah. You know? I, I, I do wonder for the kids that like, um, there's a girl, she, and again, same thing plain foods, chips only, mostly. And I remember the woman used we used to get like the bus together when we took our kids to school and stuff. And she says, no, I'm struggling. The girl doesn't eat anything. And I'm, part of me is like, well, how did they see that food in the first place? Do you know what I mean? Because I, I, I have been very much like, no, it couldn't be my child. But, you know, like I said, a few examples of people are like, the, the child is stubborn. But I do wonder, and maybe I'm being judgy, how did they see it in the first place? How did they know they like McDonald's chips only? Yeah. Right. My nephew was but like that. Because <laughs> yeah. how do you know? Because I never get. Because I remember my, my, me and my daughter were talking the other day, and she said, "Yeah, when um, when I think she stayed with family, and they were like, you 'You've never had a Happy Meal because I wasn't doing it.'" And she was like, "No," and she and they were like, "What do you want?" She said, "I don't know. I haven't had it." And they were very surprised that she hadn't had a Happy Meal. And I was like, "No, because it's not our life in our house at this point." Yeah, yeah. my daughter yeah. was the same up to a, up to a certain age. It just wasn't a thing absolutely was not a thing and even when it comes down to kids that say they don't eat vegetables it's like do you know how many different types of vegetables you what there are in the world how can you say that you don't eat them it's, oh, not, like saying, yeah. it's not like saying i don't eat chicken like <laughs> there's so many different vegetables there's so many ways of preparing it it's that's you know that's when you're being a little bit too indulgent my yeah. nephew frustrates me he don't eat a damn vegetable and he doesn't like jollof i want to punch him anyway it's it's a weird one because i do wonder that with fussy eaters i am always like i swear there's a thread if you followed through how they were even introduced to food from baby stage because you know some mothers get really like i need to mash everything and it's all got to be done so i feel like there's probably 
and anxiety that is passed on. And that may be judgy. I don't know. For most people that I've met when I was in NCT that had fussy eaters, I found their mums very anxious people. They may not be fussy eaters, but there was a level of anxiety that they had within themselves. And there seemed to be a through line with their kids picking up on that. And then they were kind of fussy in some way as well. Again, I that's just from my experience. But I do I don't think kids pluck it from nowhere. I feel like there's always some type of environmental thing that is going on that they pick up on. And controlling your food is very important. If you don't feel there's any control or there's some type of chaos, it's an easy thing to kind of latch on to. I can do this. Yeah. The one thing. It's like Auntie Charlotte said, it's the first thing that you can control, isn't it? Yeah. If you learn that, I'm going to say, because parents want to feed your, you, you want to feed your children. Or yeah. not parents, if, you're in, if you are in control of someone, you want to make sure that they're fed, don't you? So if yeah. the child is saying, I'm not going to eat that and they do it enough, it's easy, I suppose, for them to get to the point where they're like, well, actually, I gave them McDonald's and they ate it. So, yeah. and, and then the next day I gave them McDonald's and they ate it. <laughs> and then, and then they're like, I'm only going to eat McDonald's. <laughs> the child's like, winning! Yeah, the kid's like, aha, I see. I ain't eating your cook shit again. Give me yeah. my McDonald's. <laughs> we'll give them credit for as well, man. They're smart. They are. They pick up quick. But yeah. All right, any comments before we move on? Um, just the one Charlene says, Auntie Shadow, food can be very sensory for children and textures, um, smells, taste is very important. Important factors are does the child have a healthy diet? Diet can be linked to behavior. Mm. Exactly. All right, that was Auntie's No Best, and now it's time for the culture. For the culture, for the culture. Well done. Thank you. Oh, liberty. But I'm saying thank you to my sister, Auntie Nana. She knows where we're at in the concert. And speaking of people with powerful voices and legendary voices, I want to bring your attention to the queen of hip hop soul, Miss Mary J. Blige, whose new documentary coming out on the 25th of June. We are so excited to hear about Mary J. Blige's life on documentary form. However, on the back of that, I noticed a tweet. Twitter is really in the news today for real, Nicola. Um, there's a tweet this woman put out. Let me get her Twitter handle. She's called the Pan-African Princess on Twitter. And um, she said, can we start a thread about how some of the R&B girls were dragging it to hell with some of the lyrics? Um, promise it was never that serious. So basically she's saying, when Mary said, I would stop breathing if you told me to, I'm not going to cry. Mary, baby, I can't relate. So it made me think, yes, and then the whole thread of problematic R&B tunes with women literally laying down their life, talking about they can't breathe without the man. They'll lay down their life for their man. And it made me think, well, what are the tunes that actually, and I think I said to you guys the other day that nowadays listening to love songs, and I, I find that unless it's a love song about together love and it's like on an equal footing, a lot of love, love songs really are about heartbreak and trauma and I'm going to do anything to get my man back because I can't breathe. And I thought, I can't actually listen to these songs anymore the way I used to sing them like they were tunes at the time. But when you really deep the lyrics, this is a lot that we're telling women, you know, it's another brainwashing of women. I wanted to share, like, have a discussion about songs. Um, oh, sorry, Auntie. I'm um, sorry, Auntie Latang. 
never talk about songs that you used to love or R&B songs from back in the day that you used to love. But now when you check the lyrics, you're like, yeah, man, it's a bit dodgy. Um, anybody can go first. <laughs> All right, because my contribution to this section is going to be really short. Um, and you can take my black card. I never really liked R&B. And the only song that I can think of that was truly, truly problematic that I really didn't like is Cater to You or Cater for You by Destiny's Child. I think that song is a crock of shit and there's too many parts to it, but it's the, like, I I, I need you or I could, uh, I have no reason to be here. Uh, I'm going to wash your feet. Let me run you a bath and brush your hair and put a do-rag on. That just there's too many parts to it that really annoy me, and there's no like mutual kind of because you do this for me, I want to cater to you because you treat me like a queen, I'm going to treat you like a a king. It was more you work really hard, so let me serve you. Like piss off, like absolutely not. Beyonce is very, very, very annoying because I really do believe that she does that for Jay Z. Though I do love you, B, um, but. I, I think you are that girl. I, I believe you led that movement of cater for you. So, yeah, that, that's my contribution. I don't know anything else. Ah, uh, T. Farah. The thing is, though, it's not just women that say stuff. Men say stuff, too. Like, Jodeci, my all-time favourites, in their song, Cry For You, they talk about... Where's the lyrics? Let me see it. Uh, Anyway, you, everyone knows about Jodeci lyrics. They, they say things like, you know, I can't live without you, I can't breathe and all that stuff. They all say things. Any good R&B writer worth their salt. <laughs> it's rhythm and blues, isn't it? That's what it stands for. It's rhythm and blues. So any good R&B writer worth their salt says shit. It's either some, they, they either make some sexual connotations, some real dirty shit, but because they're singing it sweetly, you kind of don't hear it. Or... They're talking about, I will lay down my life for you and only you if I'm with you. They all say it, like flipping boys to men, end of the road. All these, all, like, there's so many songs, but that's what makes them classics. Um, I hate that song as well, Auntie Nana, but I wasn't a massive Destiny.0 fan anyway. Wasn't I didn't really like them when they went to that phase. I liked writing on the wall. And that was it. I'm too sure, do Are we attacking your... Your fan girl. <laughs> I, I actually like it to you. <laughs> oh, I loved the video. I loved the video. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was cute <laughs> at the time. Um, but you Did know, you loved the video in those yeah. cases that they couldn't even move it. Yeah, and they were doing the best was restrictive <laughs> <laughs> in the desert on podiums. <laughs> Everything about that video says, <laughs> I will suffer for you. It's, it's, it's I will really you were my man. And I can't stand They that couldn't walk. They were in the heat. It was, it was a pressure. It was grueling. Um, but I did like it. Um, but then, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, songs and TV like just had such an impact in my in my life that I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think you were right in that <laughs> I was definitely influenced. <laughs> and then done a 180 when I realized you're not getting that back. 
Um, so, uh, there's so many, and I actually wish I'd done more research because um, the other day, me and two other people were going through all the problematic songs about cheating, um, and that like, we want to create a playlist. There's just so many tracks about cheating um, that, um, that yeah, that we was coming up with that we thought like were good tweets. What your girl don't know won't hurt her. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. That's a two. Um, what's the, what, what you, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. Um, the one that comes to mind at the moment is by Mokin Steph. He's mine. And yeah. the chorus always gets me like, he's mine. You may have had him once, but I've got him all the time. Like that's something to be freaking proud of. <laughs> <laughs> But I used to love that song. I used to love that song. Um, yeah. But yeah, I wish I, I... I might actually just quickly look at my playlist. But if you want to go, Okoya. Um, go I just remembered one song that is, is the male version of that. But, um, she was your girlfriend. Ooh, was she was That's a tune. That's what I'm saying. Really encourage the culture. Go through the timeline of the, the thread. Um, someone put Ashanti, I'll give up everything I own for you, won't think twice. This is on baby. And it's like when you think about it, you're like it is putting in your mind that yes, I will do anything. Yeah. Anything just to have a man, just to have you right. in my life, regardless of what you do. I'll give up everything I own for you. Is there anyone on this earth that you would give up anything, everything you own for? And um, someone else said on the on the thread that um, yeah, cater to you is a slavery tune. <laughs> because... <laughs> oh! And Ciara's tune, I don't know what track it is, and he don't have to have money, his love is just like honey. Um, it's so sweet to me. And um, someone said, girl, he doesn't have to have what? So it's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, man. It was just funny to me, but I do struggle to listen to love songs. Breathe again, breathe again. All, the, all of the songs were like, it was so bad, actually. But you think about it, like, just where women were, do you know what I mean? And then you kind of just seem to be like, like, it's almost like more trophy ish. Than anything, than an equal partner. Definitely growing up, it wasn't about being equal. It's like you had your role as a woman, and that's what you do. Do you know what I mean? And you, you know, if you if you done your man wrong, then like like even what um, I'm going down, right? Do you know what I mean? Like what the fuck? Like that. But that's one of my favorite songs. My favorite songs. Yeah. I do. I do love that. Hey boy. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. Someone else put on what was it? Oh gosh, when Mary said, "I can love you better than she can," and I must say, oh, yeah, that's, I true. that's, that's true. my freaking song. That's However, true. I used to, it, I had a situation where I was like, "I said, I can love you better than she can." Why the fuck was my energy in that way? That tune was yeah. a soundtrack to the situation I was in. Like, I can love you better than she can. Like, why am I picking it? Exactly. Oh. And Mary sang, gave me the soundtrack to make it justified that I can cry like that instead of getting over it. Um, Isn't Stilo like that as well? I swear they have like, or something, or one of their songs. That's like, like, well, like Little Secret. 
You're my little yeah. secret. There's like so many of them. That's cheating. So on and on and on. Go on on and on. About cheating. Being cheated on. One, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's there's just so so many problematic lyrics. I was listening to Rick Ross, Teflon Don the other day. And oh, wow. he's like, and he's got like, what's the lyric? It was something like, um, she had a she had a miscarriage, but I couldn't cry because she was only my side hoe or something like that. Kind oh, of yes, yes. And I forgot about it because I hadn't listened to it so long. Like I hadn't listened to it. I was just like, oh shit, man, this is misogynistic. This is real stuff, man. If we go down the hip hop route, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, like I said, yeah, yeah. Doggy style. That album was my album, but oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Um, someone put Jenna wow. Ioko's song, I Love Me Enough for the Both of Us. Um, oh, yeah. Was, oh, yeah, that's true. But I said, I love me enough. You don't have to love me that because I'll do it I for thought you. Was a, I thought that was a lyric, though. <laughs> wow. Jasmine, Jasmine Sullivan, she's got some tunes out right now that I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, serious? No, no, new album. Yeah. I love that album. The one where she's talking about um, he what? lived with his mama, but I treat him like a king. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. And someone else says Whitney Houston was saving all of her love for a man with a whole family, even her friends told her oh, to find yes. her. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, she was. She was, yeah, man. She was yeah. basically side chick. Yeah. Yes. I'm, and I'm Whitney, a whole Whitney Houston. <laughs> I was just thinking of Ghostface Killer and ne- um, Neo when he's one of the one of the lyrics is um, yeah I was fucking that girl but but you don't get me back like that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said I was fucking yeah. that. I was fucking that. You don't get me back like that. Like, like he thinks it's the same thing. Yeah. I was just fucking the bros. I was gonna get right back. Like what? Hold on, I'm supposed to wait for you. <laughs> And then you're going to tell me you can't tell a good girl bad, but a good girl's gone bad, she's gone forever? Hold on. A bad girl goes bad, a good girl. Wait a minute. <laughs> Who are you talking to? But the thing, you know what the annoying thing is? Either the melody is amazing. Yeah? That's what I'm or saying. The thing, or the wordplay is just genius. That's, that's the thing. Yes, that's the problem. Song cry. boy tune. That's why Snoop Dogg got me singing. Um, it ain't no fun. When I met you last night, um, I was going to say something. I bloody forgot. I oh, bloody forgot. Went out my head. But yeah, Liberty Song Cry. Get out of town, man. Um, let's get the comments. Okay, so Jasmine Sullivan says, "Oh, right, hold on one second. Right, so." Uh... Mrs. Hang, well, you saw that already. Please, Mrs. Hang, don't encourage her with the triangle, please. We've had enough. Um, Sonia says, a lot of lovers rock tunes out there are, um, are like that. Choose Me, for example. Um, Nee says, I walked into the studio and thought, one earth is on my wife's head. Then I saw the rest of you. And I thought, look at these people trying to make a bonnet political statement. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, you, we had to. We had to. Hopefully, you're changing your mind about bonnets. Me. <laughs> um, Charlene says I can appreciate this the song, the sentiment. I've 
even, uh, even felt slightly like I want to wash man's foot. Am I going to do it? No, it's a moment and expression I can or cannot relate to. I like Upgrade, um, Grade You personally. Yeah, I like that song too. Beyonce upgrade you. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah. Me too. Um, Charlene also says, I feel as we get older, songs don't hold as much meaning as yeah. um, and are more a timeline for moments in time. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mr. Tang said, Total um, Little Secret. Um, one of those songs. Uh, Akoya says, I love Backstabbers. One of my favorites. I smile yeah. all the time. You want to take a place for backstabbers. Backstabbers. One of my favorite songs. Oh, wow. No, I've never heard of it. Um, or maybe it's a triangle posse. I ain't heard of that. <laughs> I literally didn't have it up in time, but yes. Um, Marsha says some of those R&B songs that were sung by women were written by men. That's yes. probably the majority. True. R. Kelly. Redwater says same same script, different cast, Whitney and uh Deborah Cox. Um mm. but Deborah Cox, yeah, her big tune is about her cheating on someone, no, wasn't it sentiment? No, what was sentimental about? <laughs> but she's like um, no, I am young, no, I think he cheated on her. Is it? Yeah. And then she's. I think she's ready really for him. And yeah. he says, says um, I used to mess around, but I never let it get into me because I didn't take you serious, baby. Not to be now to be without your love only makes you realize what I could have had in you, honey. So she didn't. She judged. She didn't treat him right. Oh, so she yeah. wasn't fully yeah. invested, and then he went yeah. about business. Yeah, I, I mean, it happens to the best of us. So it's like, I mean, it's all right. So it's good. Up. I, I like that one. I like that That's one. The only time I sentimental. Yeah. Jack Schumann says, "Mary J. Blythe, real love. She's been searching for some real love, and she don't know where to go." I mean, yeah. It's Mary Queen. She's got the tunes. Yeah, the queen. Uh, Charlie says her is good. Um, Candy says there's so, so there's a whole genre of pick me songs, really. Basically, there is. And she oh, also yeah. says, My girl cousin gonna rock you was a bad lyric, though. So, what's what my girl lyrics. cousin's gonna rock you? I don't know. Drop the, drop the name of the song. Um, yeah. And yes, I've already addressed Auntie Okoya. Yes, I am young. I'm forever young. <laughs> I don't know. If, um, someone on whilst we're waiting for um, is it Candy? What's the track that you, that you said? Someone on Twitter said, "When oh, Miss Etta James said, I would rather go blind, boy, than to see you walk away from me, child." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather go blind. Yeah. Going on for uh, you know an age. It's not. <laughs> It's not, it's not, 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 not That's the thing, man. Some um, of the songs now are a little bit more raw. Yes. <laughs> like I mean, like, to be fair, raw. Like, I don't think that's changed. Auntie Shardy and I had a great sing along on the weekend. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and that track was hella nasty. <laughs> Anyone look up Arcanelli? Yeah. Um, but people used to sing it at the top of their friggin' lungs. Yeah. And you know, I did, you know what I mean? Voice. Oh, Ghostface Killer and Neo, back like back, get me back like that. I didn't know that was in the. What I was yeah. saying, yeah. Uh, oh, oh I mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Cool. That's it. Yeah. Are we? Are we? 
what's made you sad, mad, and glad these this week, ladies? Oh, you want me to tell you who to go first? Adi Shadok. <laughs> I mean, you usually do. <laughs> I was literally waiting. Um, I don't really have a sad, um, but my mad was today, half of the internet went down, Shopify wasn't working, it was bloody annoying, and then it uh, came back. But it just reminded me that when those things happen, we never get compensated, do you know what I mean? So I it's mad mad about that um and i'm glad because on the weekend um my little company everyday friday hosted a uh plantaining barbecue to celebrate world plantain day and it was a success and um yeah everyone uh had a good time the sun was out it was just pure good vibes um yes i'm very very happy that's my dad thank you guys um so no i didn't need it i didn't need it okay no, no you didn't i'm gonna drive to your house and confiscate it from you that's really what's gonna happen you, actually you know what drive to her house take it and then you bring it on the show and just put it do you know what i mean or put it in ice or something I'll put it here put it in a block of ice and you and got it, and crisps. Crisps. Put it in ice and crisps. Why, why, why would you do that? First of all, you're, you're teasing me about my illnesses and my weaknesses, but also I'll just eat the ice and it'll be more exciting. But have joy <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> Go mm. on, then. My sad, I am sad at the um death of the murder, sorry, of Dre John Reed. That's very sad, very, very you know, a life that's just been wasted and so many people are going to, you know, be affected by this poor boy's death now as well. So it's it's tragic, it's tragic, it's tragic, it's tragic. I am uh, mad at the stupid people that are hating on the birth of baby Lil Bit. Lil Bit, get me? Lil Bit die. Because she's, she's a little bit that. Um, <laughs> like, I'm really upset about it because the thing is, like, it's a baby. Let's celebrate. Let's be happy. How can you be hating on the birth of a child? It's disgusting. People need to check themselves. And I am very glad at BAFTA, but not because of the reasons you would think. I'm glad because on the weekend, well, from Friday, really, I worked on BAFTA and um, it's the first show that I've kind of been, I've, it's the first show I've done since my accident. And it was a massive show. And yeah it was just it was great like it was hard work but it was fantastic my team were amazing um we pulled it off it looked fantastic I was happy with the people that won as well just all the way around like BAFTA brought me lots of joy this weekend personally and also as a viewer so yeah that's my glad oh Auntie Nan's Okay, so yeah, just following on a similar um, day, John's. I, I was watching on um, Sideman. He put up a post of De John's father speaking in his church, and I, I, I cried from as soon as the, just reading the caption. But just his sentiment of actually like addressing the murderers and what what do you get from it? Like really speaking to them. Like actually, what you've done affects so many more people then you realise, and yeah, it was it was really emotional. That just made me very, very sad. Um, I don't have a mad this week. 
and I was really trying to think of something that I was mad about, but nothing stuck out. I'm super glad today is my 21st anniversary with my hubby, um, but it's our 21st anniversary together. And tomorrow is my first son's birthday. So I'm just really glad to celebrate life. Gemini's in his house. Yes. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Happy 21st anniversary. I, I love that you're wearing a bonnet. To celebrate, 21 years. I'm keeping this on for the rest of the day now. <laughs> um, congratulations, guys. Um, so same with Sad, the murder of Dejon Reed, and the racism, and I, the, his mother, the video of his mother crying, it it was too much. Um, I and I'm angry at having to see a black mother's pain broadcast to the world. It, it really angered me, but made me sad as well because you know that gut wrenching cry of her. And also the funeral um, clip from um, Sideman's page. So it's just very, very sad. Um, I'm mad. <clears throat> really, really, really mad at um, Shade Salami and her little company, Everyday Friday. Um, yes, I, I think they have a clear agenda uh, to make Auntie AK fat. Because um, <laughs> their wonderful party on the weekend was wonderful. It was a brilliant, brilliant little gathering had the most fun and the most greatest food. Well, abundance of plantain to celebrate World Plantain Day. But what I got in a goodie bag, which I, I'm glad, because goodie bags are always supposed to be wonderful and fun. When I got home, I opened my goodie bag. What I found inside was... Leave the triangle out of it, please. A loaf. No, no, you deserve the triangle, but not in a good way. You deserve a bad triangle. I saw a loaf... No, please loaf. ring after everything. No. <laughs> Now listen, no, no, no. Let let me land <laughs> a loaf of the succulentest, softest, freshest egege bread. Egege bread. A whole <laughs> loaf of egege bread in my goodie bag. And so obviously I had to eat the whole <laughs> loaf because it was soft, fresh, gorgeous egege bread. Do you know that I'm struggling with my belly fat? <laughs> With my thigh fat, but no, no. Everyday Frode and their founder Shade Salami decided to give me the weak one, egege bread. So you don't even get the tingle; you get the. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't have to eat it though. No, no. Listen, don't jump in my mads, yeah. <laughs> don't jump in my mention. <laughs> like I'm well, mad. You liked it though. You did like it. Yeah, she ate the whole loaf. Yeah. I bet you ate it in half an hour. You didn't even stagger it. Don't try and say, oh, I just finished it yesterday. You I, had that, no, I, did, I did. I did. I took the last Two slices of planting. I let my, thank you. I let my daughter have some slices and her boyfriend was allowed one slice. But everyone knew, don't touch the gege bread. And also, so I'm just saying that I'm fat. I'm about twenty thousand stone heavier because of <laughs> Frode and Sh- um, and Sade Salami. However, it was a wonderful party. So my glad getting onto my glad now. <laughs> my glad is that I had a really nice weekend. Starting off with um, the everyday. Uh, oh, sorry. Let me explain what a gege bread is. Yes, sorry, Ronald. A gege bread is like a soft, succulent, moist loaf. It's um, in the way of hard bread. It's like hard dough bread, and it's like a tea bread. Garnins, we have tea bread. Yeah. And it's kind of soft, fluffier, fluffy, yeah, doughy succulents that is not good to <laughs> eat when you don't have the 
And it has sugar in it, isn't it? Yeah, it's like sweet. It's white bread. Yeah. I don't eat bread anymore because I've had a problem with bread. I only buy bagels with bare seeds in it, skinny ones. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, it's like soft, hardo bread. I think it's more similar to Jewish bread when I've had it. It's very similar to that type of, um, I can't remember, I think it's called shallow bread. Whatever the case is. I know you ate it in half an hour. Don't try and say it lasted just three days. No, it lasted three days, but I'm not even going to try and hide it. Wait, 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 wait. Are we just going to skip over the fact that you was putting plantain in bread? Yeah, I put plantain sandwiches. What's your problem? Disgusting. Also, okay, let me add to my mad. My mad (laughs) is that when I had my own personal, and the thing is I had so much of gigo bread on the weekend, I had a plantain sandwich. And that was, uh, some guests at this wonderful soiree was looking at me with disdain that I had plantain between two slices of bread. Oh, that's standard. Thank you, family. Family sandwiches are blessed. So. No. No, I've got to admit, it doesn't disgust me, but I'd want to put like a slice of avocado or something in it as well. True, that could add a bit more to that it. But plantain sandwiches. And actually, what made me glad because actually, at one of the gravy case, as well that would go down a treat. See, you're turning it into a whole thing. But yes, you can do that. I wouldn't even yeah. judge it. But what I what was funny was one of the guests who were coming at me, or had a taste of my plantain sandwich and had to be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> so not me. Like, no, it was not you, Auntie Sade. You can stay to the left. And also another guest who was side eyeing me had plantain in her burger. So yeah. all you do yeah, you got to do that. That's standard. That's what I'm saying, girl. Thank you. Anyway, I just want to say I had a really great weekend being at the Everyday Friday plantain party. It was wonderful. Well done, Auntie Sade and um, her team. But also also just um, coming to watch my homegirl in action, Auntie Farah, running the damn thing down at BBC. Um, I know she worked hard. I know the BAFTA tried to kill her with all the demands. I mean, it's a big thing that she, her team coordinated. And it was great being down there and seeing one, two, people that was there and um yeah just watching my girl in action it's always a pleasure to see her doing her damn thing so i just had a nice weekend with my friends and my daughter came down as well and met up we had drinks at soho and it was fun so yes a nice hot weekend how it should be yeah. anyone in the comments got any sad mad lads or any comments before we move on no sad mad lads they're just saying this blasphemous 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 i can't say the word exactly blasphemy <laughs> Red Border says yes to plantain sandwich. Precisely. And also, Charlene says, yeah, plantain sandwich, especially with fried egg, yes. is the one with hard bread. Yes. One second to the egg. Um, no, but I, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It's essential. Like you all are. I don't, what's happening? But the thing is, you see, this is where this is why you get you got to stay at the table before you finish your food. You have a sandwich and taste. You haven't even tasted it. How can you be against it? How can you put the things together? I just don't understand how you can put them. No, I I would want, as I said, yes. I'd be I'd want something else going on in that. But you said avocado. It's delicious. Avocado, egg, delicious. Do you know how much of a bad boy sandwich that it's is? It's the best. <gasps> Jesus Christ. Salad cream, now. ketchup. No, you see, see, hang on. Hang on. You went too far. You went you too far. You have to have sauce in there. But you said salad cream. You went too far. I was with you. I was right here. Salad cream. I can't eat rice without salad cream. 
So you guys have rice, just just rice. Like, and gravy. Gravy. rice and gravy. Gravy. Yeah, but you need salad cream too. No, like, no, no salad, salad cream. cream. Oh, you guys are ridiculous. No, 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 your taste buds are mud. No, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I think it's you who is ridiculous. You're about you see, you grew up in the West because if in Ghana you wouldn't have salad cream to put on it. So what are you talking salad about? Salad cream. Salad cream is an, an insult to the taste buds. The thing is, but Shade, have you not had plantain as bre- with breakfast, like beans and stuff like that? With egg, plantain and egg, yeah, and yam. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, so yam is yam and plantain, but not yeah. bread and plantain. No, not bread. So not bread of, okay. No, never bread. So you wouldn't have like if you had like planting in the morning and you had like scrambled egg and planted and you had like side of side, you wouldn't like no, I wouldn't have, have bread together. We wouldn't have bread. That meal you doesn't have bread. bread. Okay. Bread. Beans, would you have beans with it though? Beans. I could have beans, yeah. But that's, that's the I mean, only order on a plate and a nice bit of hard dough bread on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Like a patty and cocoa bread. Like every, it's not, it's not, it's not even that. Oh my gosh. I'm stressed. Yeah, um, salad cream's like mayonnaise with tang. It's a bit I don't tough. understand how you guys don't have rice with salad cream. No, I like, I like rice and stew with a, if I've got a coleslaw or something. So I don't mind, I like, I don't mind that taste, but I would never go out of my way to go and put salad cream. I, I can't eat rice without salad cream. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. understand. It's like, but coleslaw is different. It's like a, it's a thing. You put the stew on top and then I'll put salad cream on top of that and then no. I can eat it. You, you did know. that when you were a child. No. One, one Christmas, there was no salad cream and I still remember that Christmas. It was like the worst no, Christmas no, ever. No, no. You know when shops didn't open on Christmas, for real, for real, they did not open. I do. The thing is, I get the, the combination because I like that. With a, If you have salad and you put a bit of salad cream on it, I don't, but I'm just not going to do it just because. It's got to be salad that's with the salad cream. Salad no, cream, and Actually, taste like mayonnaise that was left out and no, traps rolled in it. And no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't like mayonnaise. And all types of things that had gone off. It's not even like mayonnaise. Not even mayonnaise at all. When you say it's not like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is disgusting too. I hate them all. You see that that white condiment, like disgusting. Mayonnaise, salad cream. mayonnaise? Mayonnaise, mayo nasty. Yeah, mayonnaise is the king of condiments. No, 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 mayonnaise is not the king of condiments. Yes, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. It's, it's egg. It's egg. Yeah, exactly. More egg. I hate, you know, like, did you ever do in primary school, make mayonnaise? And I, that yeah. was the coolest, no. eggiest, nastiness ever in life. Never. So Hellman's mayonnaise is not too eggy. I don't mind a mayonnaise, but it has, but usually a salad cream has got a bit more of the tang. Disgusting. I don't like mayonnaise. You need they're, not even, they're not even the same. They're not the same. They're not no. the same. They're just both white and ugly and disgusting and stink. I feel like there's a range that we should talk about with a therapist, like for white condiments. <laughs> <laughs> it's than just the egg base. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> well, that was, where, where I that was interesting. Who would have known that salad cream could be so controversial? <laughs> in a, you know what? You know the thing is. Let's go back to the party. I was so sure I was doing something normal, and everyone was like, <gasps> "What was that?" Because it's not normal. No, it's it's normal. freaking out of the the garnet salad. We had garnet salad, and it was delicious. And she was no, freaking out with eggs in it. No, hold on, garnet salad. Egg. Egg. Baked, baked beans. I hate yeah. it. it was a delicious. It That's was a delicious. standard. I don't know what that is. Well, so 
it's basically gun. When I was younger, this is one of the things I'd be like, I'm so angry. Layered salad. So we do the carrots, the um, sweet corn, the lettuce, boiled egg, baked beans, salad cream, or mayonnaise, and then do it again. This you know what that sounds like? Delicious. You know, episode of Friends when Rachel was making shepherd's pie. Yeah. And the pages got stuck together. Yeah. And then she ended up putting all these things in it. Yeah. It was yeah. Nice no, she was making trifle. And then yeah. she ended yeah. up putting like beef. And then mince meat in it as well. Yeah, because yeah. the pa- that's what that sounds like. No, I would eat it. I would well, apart from the beef, I would like you said, beef. I would never yeah, eat beef. 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 Beans. Okay, beans. beans. Yeah, no, you know what? Do you know what the thing what about garlic? Normal baked beans, yeah, beans. yeah. yeah. washed off, so there's not the same. Oh, oh, okay, fine. Thank you. It's the actual bean, not what that bean is, so you still need the bean. It starts with an egg, but okay, cool. So I would no, eat that. No. I would eat that. I thought you meant no. like I was imagining the lettuce with the red baked beans. No, 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 no. no. Some, some garnish salads they don't wash it off properly, and you still are going to get a bit of the tomato ketchup from the the no, baked beans. Because I don't eat eggs, so that's why that salad would never work for me on this town. Garnish gar- salad is the best thing ever. It's not ever the yeah. best thing. It's and never, then ever. with plantain, and then with bread. Oh my god, that's heavy. Yeah, that salad sandwich without the egg and without the beans, that's a fine. That's fine. Yeah, I just don't want egg and beans in my life. But you're beans... destroying it. You're just destroying it. Okay, we need to no. move on. Um before <laughs> we go, before we go, this is supposed to... before we go, I just want to say it's my turn to work who's on my hit list. And you know who's on my freaking freaking hit list? Um, it was Auntie Sade, but she's not anymore because I love her too much. It is now Apple. Apple, the brand. Apple. Now, I've conceded. Yes, your laptops are fire. Um, well done to your laptops. However, what I don't, what I don't appreciate, my um, charger, right, my laptop charger, okay, this Mac laptop charger, because I'm always up and down, round and round on the streets with my laptop, the port has kind of, um, the, the wire has gone. So yesterday, I went to Apple to go and purchase a new plug and stuff. And I thought, let me buy two, because... I need one that I leave at home and one that I walk with so that the wear and tear isn't wear. And plus, to be fair, it doesn't need to wear and tear in a year. I've only had it a year, so you don't even need to wear and tear. But it's worn and torn, so I needed two. So I went into Apple, like, okay, let me get two of these bad boys. My man said this, this is £79, yeah? For, 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 right, right, okay? £79. £79 for one of these, yeah? Right, okay? And, and, not, and, 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 and bear with me now. This, yeah? This bit is £20, yeah? <laughs> I had to buy the two, right? Okay. Now, the next thing, yeah? So I'm like, okay, let me just kind of recalculate my budget. So how about if I buy, because this bit is quite loose as well, yeah? The bit that comes off. The unnecessary, like, the, there's, it's unnecessary. This big square thing here is unnecessary. This square block is unnecessary, yeah? But they Apple decided to create two pieces of a plug. So this bit keeps slipping off because I, obviously I'm transporting it. So I was like, all right, how about I buy just a plug? Do you sell the plug, by the way? Can I just get the plug? And they were like, yeah. Oh, good idea. £20 for the plug, yeah? So I was like, okay, cool, say nothing. The plug, though, has a USB port. So you need a USB end to the wire that you need to plug in before you can use the plug. So I was like, cool. So do you have a USB end so that I can plug it into my plug 
for 20 pounds and not um, 70 pounds, 79 pounds and plug it into a laptop. No, they only do those for iPads. So I couldn't do that. So mum was like, well, you can buy this. And then well, I said, so what do I do? Do you have an adapter? Do you have an um, <laughs> USB adapter? So then I can put the adapter into the plug and then put my bit that doesn't fit into the plug into the plug. No, we don't sell those. So I was like, so what do I do? So I had to buy one of these. And then I bought what I did was I'm going to keep this Brock one because I, it, I'm going to keep this Brock one. And I had to buy two wires. So I spent like 117 pounds or something like that on things that don't need to be accessories. Apple, you're fucking trying it. You're on my freaking hit list. No, 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 no. And let me tell you something. This is unnecessary. Can I just tell you this big block of plastic is unnecessary. They could just make a plug like old plugs and do that. That's it. Can I make you more upset? Oh, no, please. You can go on Amazon and buy those connections. I, I, I didn't want to say it. I just bought mine last week and it was £20. Yeah, you see, now, see, that makes me mad because I, it's my, I'm mad at myself because I could have fought like that. But, you know, when you're in the process, so vexed <laughs> that I can actually go back and take it. And I wanted it in the immediacy. So I was so rageful. So I just bought everything. But I can take it back. I've got my receipts. I'll take the shit back and get what I need to get. But my point is, Apple, for those people in an emergency, why, why, why this square bit? Why? 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 Can someone tell me? Isn't there something in... Inside it. Please show me what's inside. Not inside it. I don't think it's just useless plastic. No, no. Because what is it? Probably whatever makes the charge the laptop first. No, no, because my for my Samsung, um, the fast charger thing is little. It's tiny. Yeah. It's just like a normal plug. It's It's, it's basically so that you know it's an Apple. I've got I've got a little one and I've got that one and they yeah. both do exactly the same thing and I got them both from Amazon and they were both like twenty pounds. Look, that's no, that's the fast charger. No, and there's 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 there's, there's no reason for this. It really uh, is to get the no, Apple. You know, next year all of that stuff's gonna go as well because that's the thing. So um, I, I, I would take it back, dude. No, we'll do. Please, you should get warranty though. Why is it, if you only had it for a year, you should have warranty. Mm-hmm. How do you buy it? Because you know, if you're, when you have the white earphones, if they break within a certain time, you can yes. I think I'm outside my warranty okay. and I didn't buy it from Apple. I got, it, I got mine from Curry's. So, but that doesn't make, that doesn't make any difference. Does it make a difference? No, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm outside my warranty. No, to be fair, I was so enraged and I just bought on the flight. I'm going to send everything right back and take it, get it from Amazon. But in the moment, I was angry. But I'm still just proving my point that this block is unnecessary. And what happened to plugs? Why do plugs need a butt? No, but that part is because you can change it. It's like international. There's different. <laughs> there is. There's different plug points. So it makes it easy that to change. That's why they have done it. That's, that's why they have that. So you can slide but, it. but does this need to be £80? Pounds? No, that's a teeth, <laughs> and then the wire is another twenty, <laughs> and then the plug head that only fits to an iPad only is twenty pounds. When I get my um three D printer, I wonder if I could just print that for you. Thank you. <laughs> Apple I will try. Apple will come for you. <laughs> 
I'm not. I'm not doing that. Apple. I'm not going to recreate any of your products. You, use Amon to communicate that with me. So I'm not even using <laughs> anything. A song, signal, the plane, whatever. I'm not doing no. any of it. <laughs> okay, let's get the comments and then we need to go because I can. Um, okay, so oh gosh, do you re- <laughs> where do we stop? I can't even remember. Serious. People asking what salad cream. I think we answered that. Um, Shining says a little sardine was was good to go. That's a good breakfast. Um, now I'm hungry. Uh, Mr. Tang said yes to salad cream note on rice, especially on rice and peas. Um, Candy said plantain goes with everything. That's what's so great about it. Totally agree. Uh, Charlene says everyone has different food combinations. Um, Red Border says no rice and salad cream step too far. Uh, Mr. Tang says salad cream goes with everything, to be honest. Dad. Charlene says, Auntie Nana, the trauma of no salad cream. <laughs> that, that. Um, right, let me just skip through these. Um, da, da, da. Charlene, I think we're referring to the uh, charger, said it's gone up. It used to be £65. And Mr. Tang says, you should have asked for a replacement, Auntie AK. Um, I stay returning my 40 charger. Sorry, not sorry. Same. Um, yeah. And okay. says, also says, for the price... Uh, you pay, they should last over a year. That right. Um, Charlene says, This is when you know you're not cut out for Apple products. That specific, <laughs> mate, mate, I'm not. <laughs> Charlene also says, Auntie Shadow is right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you went straight for that one. Can you go <laughs> all the time? <laughs> I'm just saying what what it it, it implies. I like that one though, still. Well done. Um, Candy says next there there will be a charge for each on the plug. Mm -hmm. And Money B says electrical surge protection. Listen, Money B, unless you work for Apple, I beg, or you've got shares. Okay, cool. I think we're quite up to date. But yeah. That was your aunties could never episode 65. Now I've got some new instructions for you. Please, can you, when you're listening to our podcast on Is the it podcast, 66? Nah, 65. No, 66 in the thing though. No, no, oh. no. I've because uh, I wanted to make a memory. I already made our running order for next week, but this is episode 65. Ah. Right. Am I trying to confuse people? I'm not really because you didn't need to click on anything. What's <laughs> <laughs> in the folder? Do you know what I mean? Because people get so much when they don't click on what's in the folder. So man, on what was in the folder? You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like we're going to take this offline. I'm going to have a conversation about your support. <laughs> <laughs> my bonnet and my earrings. What was I going to say? Yes. Um, now I've forgotten my flow. When you're listening to our podcast, new instructions. Yes. Yeah. Those wonderful plat- um, platforms that you listen to our podcast. Please, please press like. Please also leave a review. And we might actually read your, well, we will read your reviews out. Read your reviews out on the show. So leave a review because it helps us get up in the ratings. We want this thing to be big, big, be bigger, bad, and fantastic. Um, so leave a review. We'll read them out in the comment and read them out on the show. Don't forget that we're live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. 
on Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. And yeah, that's it. You're on, I think that's everything. I think, yep. I think, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so join us next week. That's yeah. yeah. All that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> bye guys bye 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 oh you can't see my